Kick Out Crew. James L. Corai. Brad Stanton. Coach Rosie. Adam from Bill. Mike Whitaker. Devin Dowling. The Kick Out Crew Podcast. Available on all major podcast platforms. And watch videos exclusively on YouTube. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of your show, The Kick Out Crew. That's right. And uh, episode 38, it says. Man. Times are of We're getting life. there. You know, we're wheeling, dealing. The crew's doing what we're doing. We're hoping you're doing what you do, too. And do what you do and do it to the best of your ability. Both show. That being said, I want to, you know, thank everybody for the outstanding support on uh, last week's episode. Uh, really appreciate all the feedback and, you know, everybody digging what we're doing. I mean, we're glad because, once again, it's your show. We're just here. That being said, uh, if you notice, there's only four of us today. Uh, our... Uh, Colleague, dear friend Devin is not with us. Uh, some family instances happened, and uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll kick it to Adam because he's more of a sentimental type of guy. But Adam, uh, you know, share uh, share some words because I really don't feel uh, comfortable talking. <laughs> so I'm gonna kick it on over to Adam real quick. Well, no, of course you guys know Devin texted us earlier, and unfortunately he lost his granddad, who was really really close with, lost him this morning. And um, him being younger, I can imagine. I mean, it hurts any age, it hurts. But him still only being in his 20s, losing his granddad that young, I mean, I can imagine how much more it hurts. So um, if y'all guys are cool with it, and Devin, this is for you, brother. If y'all don't mind just taking a couple of seconds, like a moment of silence out deal for him. So y'all cool with that? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right, let's take a moment of silence for our friend, Devin. That's for you, brother. Just wanted you to know that we're thinking about you, man. And I uh, can't wait to have you back next week. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because, you know, sometimes life gets you down, Devin. We kick out it too, brother. That being said, uh, you know, another uh, fun-filled show that, uh, you know, because this is uh, when we say it's your show, it is your show. And uh, we do it to ease your mind and maybe have a little fun. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, a lot of things go on in the outside world. Hey, let's have some fun. You know what I'm saying? This is our, our, our time to reflect, relax, and just kick back with some friends. You know, your friends, our friends, we're all friends. <laughs> that being said, uh, it's enough of me rambling, per use. So, uh, Brad, <clears throat> what you got for the people this week? I don't have much this week, guys. Uh, as you can see, I'm back in the fun house where I belong. Uh, finally figured out this computer. Spent all week at work ignoring my work and getting back to what is important. 
me outside of the blurriness. That really threw me off last week for sure. So uh, just a couple things this week to piss me off. All right, so not really piss me off. So a couple weeks ago, Christmas Eve, I was at a brunch. Yeah, right. 11 o'clock in the morning on Christmas Eve, I'm at a brunch. My daughter's uh, dance teacher had a brunch, and I went. But I was like the only guy there. Whatever. Was there sandwiches? There, there was plenty of food. That's one thing I will say. I did talk to all my the wives, husbands that are the dance dads that weren't there and said you did miss the food. But there were also drinks, okay? But guess what? As a Santa Claus, and I might have mentioned this on the show already, I was going to be Santa Claus at 4 o'clock that night at, at my, my uh, church. So didn't think that I needed to be a 70-proof uh, Santa, if you know what I'm saying, or even just get tired or anything like that. So uh, they did have a picture of Shirley Temple's. Now listen, uh, I had one, okay? So then New Year's Eve comes, and we're, we're jumping ahead here. And my buddy says, so uh, <laughs> heard you had a Shirley Temple at the uh, brunch, pal. I'm like, yeah, I did. Uh, I go, well, so what is it? Is it the name? Is it the name that makes it less man manly? Because what, what is it? It's Sprite. It's Grenadine. It's delicious. So if you are a gentleman that likes a Shirley Temple, you can go ahead and call it the male version, which is a Roy Rogers. The Roy Rogers is the exact same drink. It is just the manly way to say it. So if you are uh, embarrassed to drink a Shirley Temple, don't be because you're really drinking a Roy Rogers. Love that him and his wife were talking about that I had this Shirley Temple. And he's like, hey, hey, pal. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. So I want to ask my Southern friends here. What is going on with people using their middle names as their first names? Because I'm told it's a Southern thing. Do you do you, any of you guys uh, have friends that do this, or in your own family? What is up with that? Why is that? No idea. Um, <laughs> my we call our daughter by her initials for her middle names. Her middle name is Angel Jean, and we call her AJ. Well, that's okay. It's a nickname. But like, yeah. All right. So this is what happened. I I know a guy I, that uh, yeah, he went by his middle name. I don't know unless the first. Yeah, my my ne my nephew does it. Yeah, my nephew does it. I didn't know a guy, uh, all of his, uh, shout out Kellis, he doesn't listen, but uh, all of his, like the dudes in his family, their first name is Kellis, and they call each other by their uh, middle names, you know, but we called him Kellis. My middle name is Adam. There you go. <laughs> On the What's show, baby. What about the two middle names? So you are a middle uh, name guy. Yeah, I'm, my name is Christopher Adam. So why is that? Why are you doing that? Because that's what my mama wanted to do. I didn't ask questions. <laughs> So it's not because someone else in the house was named the same? No, I mean, Adam was probably named after who you would think of, you know. Some guy in the Bible. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah, Eve's but, husband. But um, I was actually going to be named Daniel Adam, and they changed it to Christopher. All right, so you're a middle name guy. Yeah. Look at that. Right here on our own very show. Our own Adam from Bama is Christopher. There you go. What have you learned today, Chris? Anyway, um, so yeah, we were at the, uh, it was New Year's Eve a couple weeks ago, and we were doing a white elephant and we were going by alphabetically by first name so my buddy lamar is up and his son's name's lamar and they both said well are we going by lamar or are we gonna go by william <laughs> i said well why would you go by william because that's our name and this girl sitting next to him she goes oh i guess i'm next in because lamar just changed his name to william <laughs> it was just a really fun like okay because they're both named william lamar all right so there you go it's just a, a no one has any real reason for it it's just something that's done well uh, this is bombed <laughs> But uh, <laughs> all right, let me rant for a minute though about all right. So I walk oh. my dogs a lot, a lot. Okay? Yes, we heard. We and hear. I 
I have. Yeah, I know you did. Oh, I have, Stanton. Here we go. I have a beagle that barks at everything. Now, beagles are the most gentle dogs in the world, but they bark at everything. So I walk my dog a lot. I feel like I kind of own the streets around here because I'm out there more than anybody else. So when other people walk on my territory with their dogs, I get a little bit irritated. Like, oh, yeah, now you're out. But I'm okay. Okay, it's fine. So the guy's coming towards me with his dog. So I know what's going to happen. So I go across the street. All right, just getting out of the way. Going to get my dog by as soon as possible. My dog starts going off, going off. What does he do? He holds his dog steady and just sits there. Um, this is like a, 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 a obnoxious, the most obnoxious training thing ever, just to show me that his dog stays nice and quiet. You're going to sit there and not say anything. Well, my dog is going ballistic, and I can't get this freaking guy out of my way. I'm trying to avoid you. I'm trying to end this. And this guy's like, like almost like he's following me. Just, I understand it's my dog that's the problem. I get it. But can you just move along? It's dog walking. It's not dog sitting. Sit on your couch <laughs> with your dog, okay? We get it. Your dog doesn't bark. We're all very, very proud of you, okay? That your dog, you have one of these very calm dogs, all right? I'm trying to get out of your way, pal. Help me get out of your way. So, all right. So, Correction Corner, if you guys listened to last week's episode, Jim Cornette is not in the Hall of Fame. Thank you, Amy, for pointing that out to us. Four idiots. Five, actually. Devin, you're not off the hook for being an idiot. Um, so, he is not in the Hall of Fame. I think that is uh, really something to be said, that he's not. Uh, but, of course, Vince Russo is Vince Russo's not either, is he? Yeah, but so is but so, uh, Drew Carey. He is a so Snoop Dogg. Yeah? Yeah. So my prediction for this year, though, Lex Luger and Cindy Lauper. There's going to be both. No China. I, I don't think so. I think mm. it'll be next year. Back to it's you, James. Always next year. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Brad, uh, <laughs> always good interactions with you and the people. Every single time, it's always like some interaction. Hey, can we put a muscle on them kids so we can do our damn show? What the fuck, man? Right. They, they know I'm recording, so that's why they're acting up right now. I'm sure that's what All it time. is. I'm sure they're quiet. All yes, the other that's when you're going in. Yes. You tell them. No. Yeah, it's my everyday life. <laughs> well, good stuff, Brad. Speaking of everyday life, Mike, how did your uh, week go in the everyday life? Yeah. <laughs> You're hearing oh, we it. can't tell already. <laughs> Top 100. Oh, that's it. Mike, you're up. Anyways, so. You think there'd be a door in right. that room? Yeah, I, well, I just hollered at him to shut the door, but they didn't hear me because the scream, screaming kid. Anyways, so I heard some news today and I thought it was mind blowing. Vince McMahon is holding WWE hostage. Uh, oh, that's a Did way to put it, I guess. See that? The way to put it. <laughs> Pretty much, right? And by He's the time this airs, hostage. it's probably going to be old news. <laughs> yeah, probably. But it's new news right now. It's new news today. I had other topics I was talking to Devin with. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to change my topic and wait for my other topic next week. So, pretty much what he's saying is 
you can't sell WWE. You can't get no TV rights for WWE. You can't do this. You can't do that until I am in charge. And he can do it because he has majority holder of all the shares. I'm going to ask y'all's opinion. What which, do you uh, think about that? Dirt sheet did you read that from? I read it. Actually, well. I actually I heard it from a great friend of ours, John Alba. There you go. I think sources now. I think it's a good way to spin the fact that McMahon's like, "Hey, I own." I mean, it, it's out there. He he was reading it from. I think that's what I don't think yeah. it's like. Fuck y'all, my company. Fuck you. Fuck. I think it's more of a, hey, if y'all are gonna start doing like price negotiations, I own most of the stock, so. I'm in it, you know? Right. I don't think it's who like... Selling, I, mean, he, I don't think he, it's John Q fucking he, holding the he was, company awesome. Yeah, he, he's the one that read the article about it and was telling us about it. So, and uh, pretty much, just Vince McMahon was saying, hey, I'm not going to agree to sell it. I'm not going to agree to no TV rights. I'm not going to agree to this. I'm not going to agree to that until I'm back in charge. Well, who's trying to sell it? Well, nobody's trying to sell it. But they got their TV. They got their T. They do have their TV rights and stuff coming up here pretty soon. Like how soon? Well, they from what I read and heard, it goes out next year, but talks start around April of this year. Okay. You got about a year. So you got about a year long worth of talking, negotiating, everything else. So don't go up yeah. till next year, but things start picking up. This year around WrestleMania time is when things start picking up. But he didn't. He didn't get fired, or, or he stepped. He didn't. Down. No, he retired. He stepped down. But oh, from what they were saying, back? I mean, is he? Yeah, alive? but that and that's kind of what he's saying is he wants to be part of the board. He wants to be back there in charge, and he, he got him a lot of money last time, man. A lot of money. NBC, Universal, and Fox both paid a billion dollars the last TV rights. They did, but they also didn't have all this stuff going around with him paying oh, they five million dollars. For... <laughs> all about this, man. These are billion dollar moves. You don't just do. But, like, hey, I trust that guy. Like, they I think you're right, James. They did probably know because it was 2018, right, or 16, or 18. Yeah, 18, I think. So I, I mean, know, these 19. deals were done after that. 19 was the Fox thing because that's when SmackDown debuted. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I, so, I don't want him back. We know that we don't want him back. We like the product better as it is. Uh, I, I just as, think, a, as a fan, we all like it better without him. I can't I'm wait sorry. to watch I mean, him come back in the Rumble to the biggest, like, yeah, he will pop but and boo at the same time. Long run, it won't work. It won't, it won't be better for the company. And I don't know why. I mean, he's still getting paid, you know. But I mean, but I mean, could it be one of those things where he just says, like, the science paper, okay, I'm back. Boom, it's for sale. I so I don't know the man, okay? But he, that could know. be like, hey, if you're planning on selling it, you need him. <laughs> you know, like right. no getting around. Like he he has he has to be there. Stockholders just like not there. Yeah, he said he will Disney? not sign off on it. Selling to yeah. Disney is that what you're saying? Who, who, he's going to sell to who forks out the most money? Damn, NBC Universal. Why does yeah. he want to sell it all? He's 77 years old. He doesn't want to say if there's a possibility. If there's a possibility, he wants to be the one in charge of the talks and negotiations. He doesn't want to come in and take over anybody's title or mess with anybody, any management. He just wants to come in and take <laughs> and take charge of talks and stuff like that as far as in charge of the board. 
Right. You can maximize and, you know, the shareholders' money and stuff. That's what you And, got. you know, it's, it's a company that he built, and now, you know, his family has it, and he wants it back. You know, they kind of swooped it under him, like kind of got it from him out of this whole thing. And I think there's, a, like, you know, a big more family issue, too, with it. Well, I hate to break it to him, but he did not start this company. He, uh, well, made, it, he might have made it bigger, but he made uh, it obviously bigger, bigger but... than ever. But he was a second-generation guy, and he wouldn't have been doing this if his dad wasn't in it. But what do I know? I, mean, I don't want him back. I don't want him back. You know that. I yeah, like I don't it. want him back either. I mean, I mean, if he comes back, says, hey, I'm in charge, whatever, but just keep doing what you're doing, that's bullshit. one thing. I but he won't do that. That will not he be wants to come yeah, back. I think it's more of a sale type thing. Like, that's, I don't think he's I think coming back to be, be like, all right, Trips, you're done. Austin Theory, get your fucking selfie phone out again. <laughs> you know, where's my gold exactly. tag? Let's go. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be I like mean, that. Bray Wyatt, you're gone. This person, you're <laughs> right. gone. Everybody, everybody <laughs> just brought back. Boom, you're gone. I that mean, would be fucked up if he comes back. It's like, hey, Bray Wyatt, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, gone again. <laughs> So, I mean, it's it's out there. It's, you know, stuff going on and everything. It's just it's one of those things. Hey, what's going to happen? Yeah. We'll find out. He, never walks said that he, he, he reached out to be executive chair of the board of directors, but conversations did not go well. It's like that Ooh. show Parks and Rec where that dude Ben, like, Gets hired by that one company and he always has to quit him like right before he could start because he like he got a different job, you know. Because that would be the Bray Wyatt, like, and then all those people that they brought back, like, you know. Uh, who knows? We'll see. There's a lot of Monet banks on the line if you know when he comes back, that's all I'm saying. Like that, huh? I loved it. A little new little new Japan throw in there. Because <laughs> we can mention those names now, you know it's cool now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is that what yeah. you got, Mike? <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's what I was going to talk about. Just you know, like I said, I wanted y'all's opinion about it. I think what y'all thought. Pretty much him saying, "Hey, y'all ain't gonna do shit until I'm in charge." Well, it, without his blessing, he doesn't necessarily have to be in charge. Yeah. He's got to be down for the sale. Right, and he's not he's not going to sign off of it unless he's in charge. Unless it's like, here comes yep. money! So that, mean, that, so that even means, you know, I was like, you know, okay, well, he he owns most of it anyways in stocks, mm -hmm. but he wants to be part of the board. And so there has to be a big pay difference, you know, for him just owning stocks and him actually being in charge. Sure there has to be a big, big pay difference in there yeah life is rough for him i'm sure right i'm if yeah you hear, i mean if you hear jr's it, podcast I'm, his I'm sure he i'm sure he's having a hard time paying his mortgage payment yeah, i mean yeah. so all, all 10 of them <laughs> yeah right. i mean but hey he might he might have a couple of extra girls he needs to pay you never know yeah uh, here we go here we go that's right i knew you're just buttering that one up for us, man. Just threw it in the oven when you started this topic, and now it's uh, you yep. letting that letting it rise. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I get I give him credit where he deserves it, but that's where it goes. 
That's what we Correct. should do a skit about Vince McMahon getting evicted because he can't pay his rent. Like, <laughs> hey man, times are tough. Everybody loses jobs every day, Vince. But uh, yeah, you're like you're like a year behind in payments here. <laughs> he, he's going from fame five million to five hundred. I mean, <laughs> there's a big thing there. A biggin. Fuck yeah. That's what she said. Well, thanks, uh, Mike. Uh, you know, nothing like some Vince McMahon talk on uh, <laughs> some wrestling. That way, bring the mood down. But hey, you know, it seems like Vince McMahon <laughs> has seems like Vince has a bunch of rivals. Uh, you know, in this uh, on again, off again ownership and everything, which kind of brings us to today's agenda, I believe. Does it? So, I guess I'll step in here since there's no name. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. Uh, Anyway, yes, we're going to continue with the Rival Series Part 3 tonight, uh, today, whenever you're listening. I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, Our good friend, uh, friend of the show, Andrew Hermes, uh, he suggested Sting versus uh, Vader. So, we're going to cover that Super Super Bowl 3 match. Uh, And we're also going to have a great friend of the show, Brad Stanton, suggested uh, Raven versus Dreamer. And I know you guys are going to love the most Mark ass shit ever. Like, hey, we're a professional podcast. It's your show, by the way. I'm picking the rubble. <laughs> you know? Hey, loud. we're all allowed one, right? We're all allowed one. WrestlePalooza, WrestlePalooza 97, which, as Adam would say, is the best match he's ever seen in his entire life. <laughs> right, Can't Adam? Wait. Yep. Can't yeah. Wait. yeah, yeah. Also, that's a nice way to I at least try to yeah. watch the matches twice, if not maybe a third time. Yeah, how'd it go? Boy, loved loved watching this one twice. You know, yeah, there's saying? no way you didn't love it. But anyway, mm-hmm. back to you, James. Let's so get this party started. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, you know, shout out to Andrew uh, for the rival. Season me, Andrew, Danny O. There it is. Andrew's badass. You know, I had a couple good interactions with him for sure. Saw him in our Hello, finance director of car dealership. Shout hey, out. Everybody loves the acclaim. Ain't that right, Andrew? <laughs> Everyone, and but Allison Faye. Got to give him that, man. So shout out, Andrew. Welcome to your show, man. Glad, uh, glad you picked this for us. Uh, but you know, <laughs> what better way to honor your rivalry than Sting versus Vader in a White Castle of Fear strap match? I got hungry after hearing this match. I started getting a little hungry. I thought they were going to throw one... little burgers I at each other. Exactly. <laughs> you know, one of the big box things—they just like slam each other on the like the party pack of burgers. You know. Never had it. Harold and Kumar were nowhere in attendance. Never had White Castle. Yep. Never had it. Wow. What? Have you had? Have you had crystals? Nope. What? Wow. What? I bet you Devin Northern people, man. Top guy weekend. White Castle on a daily basis. We only have two, and they're like in Jersey, and they're like an hour and a half away. Hmm. Yeah. Shout out to crystals. Exactly. Get out of here. That that's the number one junkin hamburger you eat. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> like four, five, six. Give me give me twelve. I want to go to that <laughs> gas station. Exactly. That gas station too that you guys all go to. I want to go to that too. Bucky. Oh yeah. Yeah. We should oh, do an on location at a Bucky's. <laughs> you know. There we go. I'm down work, for that. I knew what a Bucky's was. I'm like, I'm I sure do. <laughs> I sure do. I got some fellas. <laughs> anyway, sorry guys. Back oh to man. But yeah, a White Castle of Fear strap match. 
from Super Brawl 3, which took place February 21st, 1993, in the Asheville Civic Center in, you guessed it, Asheville, North Carolina. Had an attendance of 6,500, had a buy rate of 90,000. Woo, moving the needle on that one. Uh, it had a match length of basically 21 minutes. Great shit. And uh, <laughs> everybody's favorite, your boy, Melty Melts and the Funky Bunch, gave this one, I shit you not, four and a quarter stars. Four and a quarter. It wasn't a bad match. I'm not saying that, but hey. But you, you got to realize what they were what they were comparing it to from back then compared to what they've seen in the past. True, yeah. 93 is it, a it hot is for, for business. <laughs> I like it. Hey, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's enough about the build-up to the match, or whatever, the intro to the match. But, Adam, how did we get there? Well, this was this kind of got thrown at me, you know, last minute, you know, because I told Devin I'd take it over for him. So he sent me his notes. I'm going to try my best to read them. Um, if I mispronounce something or if I get a, a year wrong, I apologize. Big words. Rocky Mountain. No, it's just little handwriting. I know, I know that handwriting very well. I get that weekly. Freaking guys, 25 years old and can't type. So, <laughs> all right, so it says Super Bowl three was the third pay-per-view matchup for Sting Invader. The first one was at Great American Bash 1992, where Vader would defeat Sting to win the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Then a Star Arcade 1992. The Lethal Lottery Battle Bowl. Yeah, Battle Bowl, is it? Sting Invader would cross paths again in the finals of the King of Cable Tournament. Was Tony Khan, is this where he gets all his random names and stuff from? For all yeah. his stuff? Yeah, Cody Rhodes yes. and him, like, tried to copyright everything they could from this era. That's what I thought. I ain't heard <laughs> King of Cable yet, but I know uh, Small Joe was the king of TV, so, or was, not no more, but. Anyway, Sting would pick up the victory, but both men would lose the Battle Bowl main event to the great Mutar. A few weeks before Super Bowl, Barry Windham and Vader would face Sting and Dustin Rhodes on Saturday night. There's no date, just Saturday night. So I don't know if it was last Saturday night, but Saturday night before, <laughs> or back in 1992. He didn't specify. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm assuming back in 1992. <laughs> That resulted in Vader whipping Sting with a leather strap. That's mean. Why would he do that? Right. While Barry held Sting. That's not, you, Barry, you, you bad man. Gosh. So the week after, Sting would face Barry Windham in a singles match and purposely get DQ'd by hanging Barry Windham with the strap until Vader would make the save. There's nothing like the heel making the save. That's always great. What the fuck? <laughs> yes, that's great booking. Anyway, I think they just they already lost me on this. But anyway, the Saturday night before the Super Brawl, pay per view, Vader would face Rick James. Curse of writing. Well, it starts out nice and wide, and as it gets to the bottom of the page, it gets closer and closer and closer and closer and closer. Like he funnels it in, just funnels it down. Yeah, that's what it is. Exactly what it is. I love him to death, but yeah, yeah, it looks like a fourth grader wrote it. Nice. Well, it's pretty close. 
So, <laughs> so the they said that before the Super Bowl pay per view. Vader would face Rick Thames. Is that right? Thames? Thames? T H A M E S? Rick James? No, Thames. <laughs> oh. Who's like, your favorite what? team? <laughs> Rick Thames, bitch. No, I'm sorry. That's wrong. Give it to me, baby. In a singles match, Vader destroyed Rick Thames. Rick Thames. Rick Thames, bitch. And Holly Race would spray paint. The face, uh, spray paint, what does it say? Tames his face red, and Vader would brutalize him with a strap, right. setting up the lights out non-Satan strap match. White Castle of Fear. Because uh, they went best. to the Rocky Mountains, like Vader challenged him, and then Sting went up to the Rocky Mountains, except. Except this is the Devin voice. But then you met Sammy Guevara. He pinned him for the championship. Shut up. And this is what put in yeah. the Nitro Pepsi for Devin Daly. Yeah. Right, Nitro yeah. Pepsi break. Nitro Pepsi break. I legit <laughs> thought about buying one today, you know, for reasons. And I was like. That's for you, Devin. Sorry, I'm going to hang on to never purchasing or tasting it. I'm going to hang on to that one. So, Super Brawl <laughs> 3, Sting versus Vader. All right, James, please tell me you saw Eric Bischoff with Missy Hyatt and Johnny B. Bad in the back beforehand. Please tell oh, me. Oh, of course. He came out with the Master Blaster, man. And even the announcer was like, uh, and he even looks like Little Richard. Was that Pinsard? <laughs> and then, uh, hey, interesting fact, this is Bischoff's first pay-per-view as executive producer, but he was still acting as a, you know, commentary C. Commentary. Anything more awkward than him and Missy Hyatt together? <laughs> it's just it's, oh, so awkward. <laughs> It's a lot. <laughs> it's all I got. It was a bunch. Well, she's a lot for sure. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> all right, Mike. all right, Mike. We have a lights out, White Castle of Fear, leather. Strap. I love Sammy Guevara. And I want to know, Mike, what are the what are yeah. the rules? What are the rules of the match? Um, you have to um touch four corners. That's it. Just stay strapped That's together. it. Without being you have. You have to With, touch without, all four yeah, consecutively. With, yeah. Very important. Like a, it's unsanctioned by WCW, but you have to follow this. And there are yes. also, yeah, same no DQ rules do not apply. <laughs> yes. Last week. And it's and it's a non-title match because it's non-sanctioned. So WCW, yeah. so WCW has cares, nothing right? to do with it. Yeah. Exactly. At least they got that part right. At least they didn't say this is unsanctioned for the WCW championship. <laughs> that terrible Speaking of referees that can't that continue to enforce the rules, even though there aren't any, we have Vader Vader's entrance with Harley Race from last week. Another match. So sweet ass robe too. What did you think of this dynamic duo, my friend? It's about Harley Vader. I mean, just anybody. You put a Harley Race with anybody, it just it makes them. Oh, sorry. That's the match I was trying to watch again. Hell. (laughs) I was gonna watch the match as we talked about it, like I usually do. Uh, top 100, baby. Top 100. Somehow or another, it no. went to Super Bowl four. So I don't know how Anderson and the next people got on my phone. But anyway. Yeah, great. What's the answer? <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about. You put Holly a Holly Race with anybody, it makes them legitimate. It doesn't matter who it is. You can put a Holly Race with Mike, and it makes him legitimate. All right. Yes. So I got – I obviously I got Devin, Devin questions here. So we're going to share the share the load, okay? Sting's entrance. Devin. I love Sammy Guevara. Whoa, whoa, you gotta watch how you say that shit, buddy. So I ain't sure nobody's low with nobody. 
I'm sure we've talked about this on the show before, but did you guys like Blonde uh, Sting, Surfer Sting? And yeah. was it necessary? Was it necessary to change his character for the Attitude Era? Yeah, Devin. I mean, yes and yes, <laughs> yes and yes. Think? Yeah, I like I like I like Surfer Sting, but like right around the time I was actually getting big into wrestling it was the NWO. Is right when NWO started, so I didn't know a lot of the Surfer Sting. So I kind of got into. Were the... you at a particular match? Were you at? A yeah, that match? um. There was one, uh, what was it called? Beach Bass or something ah. like that at <laughs> in Daytona Beach, uh, 96 heard. Ocean Center. Neither yeah. of our fans. Whose okay. side is he on? Yeah. We didn't know. <laughs> James? I didn't know. I didn't I didn't know. We're about to put this match in full gear. Fuck Who yeah. are the announcers? Who are the announcers? Well, glad you asked because it is our boy, Tony Schiavone, and Jesse the Body, who happened to mention... I came to WCW last Super Bowl. I've been here a year, Shavani. <laughs> you right. sound just like him. That just was like really, him. I was man, I actually closed my eyes for a minute and uh, thought it was you. Him. Whatever. Sorry, hey, Mike. This is a strap match. Is this too gimmicky for you? Or is it right up your alley? No, I think the strap match can work. If, I mean, yeah. It's not too gimmicky. I like it. It's a good little... It's like the dog, like the dog collar match, I guess. Very true. Very true. So, I mean, I, I do like the strap match. It's not too gimmicky. There ain't a lot of stuff going on. It's hey, we're strapped together, and it changes a lot about the match itself. And if you notice, even the wrestlers itself, you know, going to the top rope, you, like instead of going in between the ropes to get up top, they have to climb over the top rope to get to the top. I mean, it just changes everything for them. Right. After a minute of looking at each other, Vader pulls Sting down with the strap. A lot of showmanship and a lot of cockiness early from Vader. Adam, many have said that Vader didn't wash his gear and had very bad yeah. odor. Have you ever been exposed to something like that as an in-ring performer? Uh, luckily, you know, because uh, I didn't wrestle like they did. You know, it was like once a weekend when I first started out. So we had time to wash ours, you know, in between our job and, and wrestling. I mean, I... I can't imagine being in the ring with, unless it is unless no, there's no one. There's no exception. I can't. Adam, I can't do you, Adam, do you still have your ring gear? I don't. Oh, damn, that that would have been a perfect Top Guy weekend thing. Oh, I'd be sick. If I'd have had my wrestling gear, I'd wore it last year for Top Guy Top Guy weekend. James, what did you? I'd, think I'd have been in the ring with Fatu. What did you think of the yellow and blue ropes, James? I dig it for the time. Uh, I kind of, I mean, obviously, as uh, you know, time progressed and kind of the neonish stuff was starting to fade out. Like as with uh, you know, Sting going to the crowish character. Um, I mean, I like it. The, it's that nostalgia feel. It's kind of you know, because that blue and yellow, is something about it. Like even uh, Earnhardt back in the day with uh, the Wrangler car, you know, it was like a blue and yellow. Flair so kind of was notorious for baby blue. You know, like the trim on that, the leather on that belt, baby blue. Like kinda, also the, the colors of the WCW uh, ring, ring ropes, too. Yeah. So we're showing his yeah. WCW colors. Yay! So, James, we did have a very slow start here. How are the oh, announcers geez. doing? And how are the announcers doing? And how do you think the crowd's handling it? I honestly think uh, the announcers, uh, you know, they're doing, you know, Shivani and Jesse. But I did mention the crowd's pretty damn hot at the beginning of this match. Like, they are into it, just standing up, cheering, yelling, like, 
I know, uh, I don't know if you're going to, are you going to cover when they do a crowd shot uh, later on? And <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I don't <laughs> Well, they kind of had a good build to it, too. Like, I, and I didn't watch all of it, but I just, like, the very beginning, what? it showed I could, like, the very beginning of the pay per view, uh, like, oh, with oh, them oh. two going at it. You know, it had a good, uh, like, build to it for that match. Yeah, yeah it, it, it showed Sting, Vader, very end, um, Harley Race. All four out there, yeah. they beat the hell out of Sting right at the beginning of the pay-per-view. Yeah. So, clothesline by Vader, two elbows by Vader, Vader whipping Sting with the strap. Mike, Shivani has now explained the rules a third time. Now, we've heard from JR in the past, if you have to keep explaining the rules, you don't, it's there. It's hard to follow. But did you think that was the case in this place, or was just Shivani just being thorough? Yeah, I think it was just him telling us exactly what's going on. Yeah. Because, I, mean, I, I mean, what, like I said, what are the rules? You have to take your opponent, tap Four corners without being interrupted. Correct. Vader drops the knee of the uh, off the middle rope, sort of. Sting pulling the strap between Vader's legs into his groin. <laughs> right hand. That's always a funny spot. I love that spot. Whether it's a dog collar or leather match, whatever. I love that spot. So nice. Had to do it twice. Yeah. Uh, right hands and chops by Sting. Crowd going absolutely nuts. Drop kick by drop kick by Sting. Adam, what do you think of Vader's selling here? Oh, Vader's your your one big guy between him and Bam Bam Bigelow. They're probably my two favorite big guys. Yeah, I couldn't believe how good he was selling for him. I really was uh, impressed. You you well, if you watch if you watch Vader, you can see when he's selling for somebody and when he's not really. You can tell who he has respect for and who he don't have respect for. Yeah. And you can tell in this match he has a lot of respect for Sting because he gave Sting a lot of offense and he sold really good for Sting. Definitely. Um, clothesline off the middle rope from Sting to Vader, then a splash off the top, then a second. <laughs> Sting whipping Vader. Uh, okay, anybody can answer this. Devin, I wrote, does it surprise you how crazy the fans are for this non-title match? Yeah, because they hate Vader. When they did that crowd <laughs> shot, and that lady's like, hit him, hit him, hit him. And then that little kid's just they, like. They, they hated Vader, Vader so yeah. much. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't like Vader. They and they loved Sting. Sting was big time right oh, here. Oh yeah, so, he hit I Holy mean, Race with the with the with the strap too, and they all went the crazy. And they went crazy. Jesse the body did say with with the, the biggest star in wrestling. Mm -hmm. I wrote Sting whips Harley Race with the strap. Vader and Harley on the outside. Sting pulls Vader into the post. Sting slams Vader on the outside. James, is this textbook example of good guy versus bad guy? Oh yeah. Especially one that uh, you know, like the uh, the big bad guy versus you know our you know our stinger you know like little stingers in the crowd like you know because that was their Hulkamania pretty much you know yeah I mean I I think this is great like good versus evil really mm -hmm. Vader I mean, it, it shows Vader you know what I said earlier about the way he sells for Sting you think anybody could pull Vader into that that ring post if he didn't no. want him to. No, no, no. So it just goes to show you how much it just shows you how much he respects Sting to sell for him like that. Because if you didn't if he don't want to move, you ain't gonna move his ass. I'm sorry to tell you. Vader pulls Sting into the gate on the outside, looked rough, good selling by the announcers on it, but Sting gets back into the ring first. Mike, is that an odd choice? The momentum changed to Vader with a big move, but Sting recovered first. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I guess it is kind of weird how he did it. Yeah, and do you think that's poor selling, Adam, or is that just Sting being Sting? 
I think it's Stain being Stain because you got to think he ran into a big six-inch metal post twice head first compared to him just pulling him into a little bike rack one time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, it. I can believe it this time because of this thing. Now, if it had been like Rick Rick Thames, whatever his name is, then I'd have been mad about it. So I'm Yeah, but does, does he not – wait, does he not kind of do the same thing now, though? Because he'll yes. get like a power yeah. bomb or something like that. And he'll stand yeah. right back up and beat his chest, and so yes. I mean, he. he it's nostalgia. It's nostalgia now. I just it, wanted to that's like his up. hulking up. Yeah, it's, it's nostalgia for him. So just to be a little different, guys. Every time I have a thing for Devin, I'm just going to say his name, and you guys can decide what you want to do. De- Devin, does a match like this annoy you in the same way a last man standing match would, where it just starts no. and stops, starts and stops? No. No. No, because I mean, uh, well, I like this better because when it, on a yeah, on a, I'm saying, I, last man standing, yeah. there's a break, there's a the ten second, eight second pause every couple of minutes compared to this, it's continuous <clears throat> action. Right, and you know, unless there's like a um, what a damn dump truck thing involved or in a bunch of other people, he's not staying down until ten. <laughs> so I mean. I, you I, got to tie him down, put a fork truck on him and everything else. So he's not staying down to 10. They're brutal. So. Those last man standing matches. Brutal. <laughs> you start counting. There's two minutes into the match. You're counting. Like, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. Um, yeah. So splash 450 splash from Vader punching sting. James, it is said that Vader was extremely stiff and physical in the ring. Is that okay? As long as it's safe or not. Did, did you say 450 splash from Vader? I sure did. I was waiting. <laughs> yeah. What was that? The joke. Wow. That would have been amazing to see, though. That would have been a hell of a feat. That was for Bober for 915 next <clears throat> Thursday. This right. Thursday. In five minutes. That would have been great <laughs> to see. Anyway, um, they say he's stiff, James. Uh like a little maybe uh is hey, he is he safe? Is he not? Well, but who how am I gonna like stiff but safe probably for a lot of the people? But if he doesn't like you, probably just stiff. Like, it depends on, I guess, who's probably saying those comments and how he feels about them. Well, like, you know, he maybe, maybe you know, snug. He probably, he good shit. Yeah, like snug, I guess. That wasn't a word. Good then. shit with Sting because they had a good, good rivalry, you know? Him and Fire had a good rivalry, but, yeah. you know? Ar- I remember watching a match with Arn, or he was doing a watch along. And he goes, Did you see that? Did you see him just maul that man in the ring? And he's talking about Vader. And I'm yeah. like, Man. Yeah, because it almost looks fake. Like the way he, when he punches, when he punches for real, it almost looks fake sometimes because he's really hitting them, and they're not overacting with it, you know. So, um, splash off the second rope to Sting, Vader whipping Sting. Mike, were you a Vader fan, and what did you like about him? If you are, um, no, I wasn't. Okay, before my time. Yeah, I guess so. Probably a little bit. Vader yeah. has taken. Vader has taken complete control. Drop Sting off the second rope from a suplex, but can't finish him. Vader misses the splash off the top. Adam, did this seem overly telegraphed to you when he missed that splash? As an in-ring performer, how would you have done it better? Well, anytime Vader's on top rope, it's telegraphed. Because if you watch when he, when he does his splash, he get up there and he'll bounce two or three times. And he'll bounce so that way it gets the guy ready to whether he's going to take the move or if he's going to get out of the way. He telegraphs almost everything he does. So it's hard to say with Vader. 
Sting pulls a strap. Vader drops onto the turnbuckle around uh, the crotchish area. Recovers very quickly, then misses off the top. Devin, does this seem um, rushed and sloppy all of a sudden? You know which spot I'm talking it, about, guys? It Well, he pulls him well, off the top. He don't miss. He pulls him off the top. Okay. Yeah, he... With the strap. I say kind of, but it's just... He got it seemed that like everything wing. started getting a little rushed, moving a little too quickly. Uh, I didn't understand why, because nothing was up until then, and it just seemed like they had to get. Do that you think spot. maybe they were they were kind of running low on time at, at one time, and they were trying to say, "Hey, just speed up, speed up." Yeah, the Vader didn't want to be on the top rope too long. Well, maybe because I got a page and a half yeah. of notes left. So he, I don't know much time. He, <laughs> he, he might he might have been scared of heights. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. As much time as he spends up there, they. Uh, so Vader bleeding all over the ring, slugging it out. Here we go. This is, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Vader spends a lot of time on the top turnbuckle for a big man, but still a monster in the ring. Adam, is this hard to come by? Oh, God, yes. Like I said, name name five guys that was as agile and as big as him. 450 pounds and still could do a moonsault and a 450 splash like you called it. Right. Uh, no, I'm going to say him, bam, I mean, bam. That, um, I mean, that's like Rikishi doing something like that. I mean... <laughs> Big so, I mean, yeah, there's <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying, I mean, no, no, yeah, Prince, Prince Albert probably doing one, Prince Albert. We're calling him that again, yeah, uh, Matt Blue, whatever. What, what do you want to call him, uh, Albert or um, Bonsai? What was what was the inside, 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 Bonsai. <laughs> I'd be like earthquake doing a 450. James, you might have to cut That's that. That's karate one out. kid. <laughs> so a suplex off the top from Vader to Sting. Now, James, at this point, this has, has this taken too long? This match. I. I mean, how, uh, like, how short should it be? I don't you know because you have these straps. Doesn't it make it a like it should be shorter? Well, it kind of makes it. I think it makes them take a little longer because you know the anticipation, like you know which they didn't play it out like they usually do. I believe we watched some match where it was, a, I think it was a JBL, right? Uh, yeah. The strap match. And, you know, like, yeah. they would touch the three, and, oh, there's a comeback, and then they have to restart, and then they touch three, oh, there's a comeback. Like, they didn't draw it out like that. Okay. But it is a, I mean, you know it's the first guy to start touching the rails or whatever, the post. You know that's not going to be the finish. So no. it does kind of push it, you know, push it along. Hits three turnbuckles, but uh, Sting blocked the fourth one, Vader. There you go. Vader slugging Sting in the corner hard. Blood stains all over the ring. Nick Patrick uh, in the ring. Mike, <clears throat> does this? Did he look? Did you know it was him, Mike? And uh, why is he breaking up the punching? Um, because that's a DQ. If you keep on doing it, it's and a it's DQ with a strap match. match, unsanctioned. There have doesn't have to for the title. It, yeah, but you know, he, Nick Patrick is such a professional. He's just going by the rules and like, hey, it's just, it's like one of those things. Like, hey, that's what I'm used to. Like, that referee should have been out there. The only reason why he should have been out there is to call the bill. That's the only reason why he should have been out there. I agree, but you know, he's a professional. He has to be in there. It is. It is weird seeing him trying to break it up and trying to say, hey, quit throwing Cole's fist and stuff. Yeah, that's like last week. Two Vader splashes. Sting getting pulled to him. And Sting kicks, gets kicked in the head. Jesse's selling the quick – or no, Vader gets kicked in the head. I apologize. Jesse's selling the quick recovery by Vader. I like that. 
I, I'm going to tell you, I like that because it's just like Corey Graves does it all the time. Like a missed spot, something like that. I didn't, or and, and Michael Cole, they aren't quite getting all of it. He didn't quite yeah. get all of it. I appreciate that, that mistakes can happen. And just, <laughs> we don't have to sell it because it was supposed to happen. <laughs> you know, right. I, I, so I like that. Um, waist lock over the top by Sting. DDT from Sting. Adam, why was uh, blood so important to WCW? That's a good question because I don't see. Wow, I'm up. It, it, it shouldn't be. It they shouldn't. Blood shouldn't be involved with every match. But I mean, I, in a strap match, it don't have to be involved. I don't know if he act, if he meant to do it because it's from his ear. So I don't <laughs> even know if he meant to get blood right here, honestly. There's always blood, though. Oh, you're right. Look at last week's match we watched with Flair. I mean, unbelievable. Do you think it's because of Flair that blood is involved in a lot of it? There was no blood in WWF at the, at the time, right? Right. In, in this, exactly. In this time period, 93? None, right? Probably. None. None. I mean, unless it was an, an accident that, you know, that actually happened. But um, that was where WCW was at the time. They yeah. showed blood. You think it might have been them like saying, "Hey, we're a little bit more yes. real." Yeah, like it. Yeah, that was the Different WCW product. way. Was it was real and WWF was cartoony. Different presentation, right? Uh, Sting unloading on Vader. Sting uh, helps Vader take the mask off. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, could you, you believe it took? Could you believe it took this long for that mask to come off to begin with? Uh, anyway, well, uh, that last match it took what thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. <laughs> Vader's foot to the ref, and now uh, Sting going for all four corners, but trips over the ref. Quite the visual. Vader, Vader splash. James Vader now pulling Sting to all four corners. Does this seem like a major pain in the ass? The way he was doing uh, it? I think it does. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like there's too much going on at the time right there. Like, who's, who's, who's washing dishes over there? What the fuck, Mike? Are they doing their, Are they doing your mic minute right now? Fixing this mirror. Are you in the kitchen? Are you in the kitchen? Yeah, Look, last time, last time y'all could barely hear me. House. So I, I turned my shit around. I turned it up, and, and now, now we hear, hear everything, everything in the background. I, mean, I, I know what's recording is out of the blue just all of a sudden, and you didn't have time to get ready. Yeah. But you could have okay, said, "No, Tony, everything. shut the hell up." <laughs> right? He just opens the laptop. Shut the hell up! I gotta record. Oh. Hey, <laughs> I do this every week, woman. <laughs> Sting gets kicked by Vader into the fourth corner and gets the win. Vader gets the win. Then Sting mirac miraculously recovers and whips Vader over the, and over. Now back to the back to Bischoff, Missy Hyatt, and Johnny B. Bad. <laughs> but um, uh, any guys, what you guys think of the match? You know, Johnny B. Bad like sounded good you know before what? the match and sounded horse of <laughs> shit after the match. Maybe he thought it was that I, great. I, screaming. Here's the one thing I did not like about it. So you had to touch four corners without being interrupted. Sting kicked Vader. That's interrupting him from touching the four corners. He kicked But them. Nick Patrick was kind of blinded because he got kicked in the face. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I like how they set that Let's up, do. though, as, as far as when I he was mean, carrying it. Vader around. I like how he tripped over Nick Patrick right before he gets to the fourth mm -hmm. buckle. Yeah. I loved how they did that. That was something you won't see. You, you won't that, see. Came, that came out real. Yeah, that Look, came the match out real. Had a couple I loved flaws, how that happened. A couple of flaws, but overall, I I actually really liked it. I actually like. I actually like. Uh, I, I thought it was really good. Uh, I thought it showed the right yeah, amount. Yeah, this, of, this right, this match right here, 
was top two out of the two matches we're doing today. <laughs> it was the number one match out of the two we're doing. Uh-huh. Oh, I can't wait. We're going to buckle in for that one, as I always yeah. say. You know how yeah. Conrad's a lot to unpack? I'm buckle in. Mm. So, oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you better. We, we have a lot of questions today from our fans. However, hey, Brad, we don't have anything Brad, to do with the matches. Hey, Brad, real one. quick. Time out. Brad, it's been five minutes. Can you change your background again? Uh, <laughs> Thanks for noticing. So... Though I'm going to go ahead and read the question. It has to do with the match from Big Red Andrew. Andrew, who picked the match? That's what he likes to go by on um, on Twitter. Big Red. This is me, Daddy-O. Where does the kickout crew rank Vader as one of Sting's greatest adversaries? For me, Vader is undoubtedly in the top three. That's what he said. When I was watching this, I honestly, in my head, I was like, that's got to be Sting's greatest rival, right? I mean, Flair, I guess, maybe, I, but... Vader, like, he's yeah, I would say he's definitely up there. I mean, you got like you said, you player, you got top Hogan, Stink, you got great five. De- definitely top five. Yeah. I mean, I say you top got five, player, Hogan, Muda, very I mean, Wyndham. So, oh, I'm sure you got all the information you wanted there. I think his biggest uh rival is uh WCW. <laughs> or I mean, uh, yeah, NW NWO. This I mean, NWO. Guy. I think his yeah, biggest rival was the washing machine. And uh, and WWF. Those no, his, his biggest guys. rival was the washing machine. Apparently, I mean, Seth, him and uh, Seth Rollins they had a great rivalry. I, I, for I like can't, I can't. Three months. <laughs> so anyway, we're gonna go ahead and just read a couple of these other questions because we might as well have two of them now. Maybe two at the end of the next match. This is from our girl Allison Fay. She wants to know. Allison Faye. Yeah, Allison Faye. Allison Faye. Oh, got you. You mean Allison? I got you. Right, friend of the show. We've had her on a couple times. Hey, she's a lady. That wonderful lady, friend of the show. Right, lady. She knows I'm doing this right now. That's the best part. (laughs) (laughs) She knows. So, when does the KOC OnlyFans site start? I'm ready to be the first subscriber. Right now, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> we got to get ratings somehow. Much- I guess it's time to whore out. Didn't they say slut on social media? <laughs> you know what they said? We'll get ratings somehow, I guess. Hey, Let's that get- underboob is free, Allison. That's all I got to say. Good. Good. And then I'm going to go with one of the three um, Money Mike questions. I-, I can't continue with that topic, okay? Um <laughs> What we'll talk favorite, later, Allison. What is your favorite Charlotte Flair rivalry? Thanks for staying on topic, what? Mike. <laughs> like, I'm glad to have you back, man. We, I thought you were mad at us for real. It was glad, nice to talk to you all last night, a week ago now. Uh, it's just but, been real uh, busy at the strip club, man. Yeah, real Pimping busy. Pimping ain't, ain't easy. Pimping ain't real easy, Real busy man. teaching from, from 9 to 3 every day, yeah. Pimping ain't <laughs> easy. I, Money Mike, he'll, he'll chime in from the strip club every now and again, but, you know, pimping ain't easy. So your favorite Charlotte Flair rivalry? I mean, I think this is easy. Oh, mm. really? I mean, I gotta go with Becky. It's it's their mm. friends. It's personal. Uh, Becky could never win. She finally oh surpassed. And her. she had the biggest face push of probably that year by uh, yeah earning. I mean, I can see Charlotte. it. But how many That's good rivalries I- has she had? There's Becky, there's Rhonda, Rhonda there's Oscar, maybe Sasha, Bailey, Oscar, Bailey, Oscar. Alexa. Natty. She has faced um, everybody. She has faced Nia, Nia Jax. I yeah, mean, Nia Jax. Um, Lacey. 
Yeah, Lacey Evans. And they brought her dad I mean, in on that one. She, she only, you, she wait till she, she has to do it with Emma. Wait till, Emma, she gets, yeah. wait till Emma gets out whatever. They're, she's going to beat her so bad, they're going to call her Tennille. Chelsea Green? Uh, no. say, I, oh, I wish they would call her Tennille. Yeah, I would, debate, I would say between ba- uh, Bailey and Becky. Did she have any with mine. any of the um, any of the legacy star like uh, Trish? Did she do anything? She with had Trish? a match with Trish. Yeah. That had so yeah, I think she had like a few little things. Yeah, she did I a few little things. Sasha Banks. I mean, yeah. did they not have that one match at a NXT pay per view? The NXT pay per views of those women were great. Um, they were exactly. Her so, and Paige anyway, had a couple of good matches in NXT. So my picks Becky yes. still. I don't know what you guys think. There's there's too many. Yeah, uh, be- Becky, Becky Bailey's awesome. What's another one be- of yeah. Mike's? You know, this Can is you like. Please just give me one answer, Amy. I mean, Adam. <laughs> I'll go with what the money Mike say we pretty much beat this one to death we listed we yeah, listed every fucking person she's ever fought in that that's, that's for the game the, just like every other game we play you're supposed to give one answer okay Charlotte Oscar alright Oscar's a good one because Oscar never lost until she beat she got beat by Charlotte correct and it was and no one thought it was going to happen very interesting anyway fine we'll move on next money Mike question what is the first rivalry or feud that got you interested in wrestling? Well, I have my answer. My answer is Hogan versus Sheik. Mom's Hogan versus uh, Macho Man. And it wasn't was even probably. a long rivalry for me, mine, though. Like, it was just, he beat him, you know? <laughs> and it was just... That unreal. probably Mega, was mine, too. Mega Powers. Mega Powers. Yeah. But then, I mean, I'm going to cheat now and say, of course, Hogan versus uh, Piper, too. Just that whole thing. I mean, unreal. But first, not best, first... <laughs> Did Mike yeah. leave? Yeah. All right. All right. I will so, get some duct tape. <laughs> so that's the first one. That's the first one. But then he also asked, what's the most recent rivalry of you that got you more invested as a wrestling? Wait, game? I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I want, oh, I he missed it. Sorry. First favorite nope. rivalry. First. Uh, the Bret, Bret Hart and Steve Austin. All right. Good. Mm-hmm. And then what's the most recent one? Uh I'm going to go, I know this is really corny, but we're going to go recent. I am going to go Rock and Cena. It was a year. A year build. Yeah, but that's not really recent. Recent gave... means that yeah, modern bullshit. era. What the fuck, Mike? I went to the 80s. Okay, well, then, uh, then Austin and Vince. <laughs> I mean. What is that, a week later? I'll give a, <laughs> yeah. I like Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler from a couple years ago. I thought they had a really good rivalry. Uh, Hangman and Omega, baby. I like that one quite Hangman a bit. I was hook, line, and singer on that one. From the, the tag tees and, like, you know they're going to end up breaking up and you can tell it's going to happen. And then all the way to him winning that, uh, you know, that belt. What about Cody and uh, Seth Rollins? Nah. That's probably my recent. If we're going, if he's going by recent, recent, that'd be that'd be my That's pick. Really what about Cody and Sammy? Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Yes. Sammy Guevara. They did the ladder match for the team. Came off, came off the ladder with the cutter. Greatest move ever. <laughs> champion. Let me have a nitro Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Randy, Randy, Randy Orton and Edge. If we're Randy talking Orton favorite, Edge. we're talking Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero. Oh, yes, definitely. All right, fine. My new favorite, uh, Dominic Guerrero versus uh, 
or Don nah, right? <laughs> versus Ray Mysterio. There we go. I'm done with this. Right. Okay. Next. Next. Fine. Let's let's just finish these damn questions. Bober, can you please explain how you're discussing Raven versus Dreamer before discussing Sunshine versus Precious? Asking for a friend, Amy. Hope I didn't need Moving those. Moving on. <laughs> That's it. It's not even a. It's it, they're not. They never had. They had mixed tag matches. We, what are we doing? We, we couldn't find that. We couldn't find that match on YouTube. No, it's on. Yeah, it's on VHS. But um, yeah, you can't get it. Yeah. If we're going to do uh, women's rivalry, we need to do um, Volmakana, and um, what's her name? No. Just don't ask suggestions right in the middle of the show. Just uh, hey, well, who, who are you saying? Who um, are you suggesting? Bull Nakano. Bull Nakano and um, oh Jesus Christ, Medusa. Medusa, yeah, Medusa. Jesus is in this too. Yeah, <laughs> Medusa Bull Nakano. If we're doing a woman's rivalry. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, back to you, James. Fucking a. Hell yeah. Well, I uh, appreciate the questions from everyone. Uh, shout out Money Mike. Had to had to get that Charlotte in there. I hear you, bro. Uh, but <clears throat> well, it looks like moving forward, it appears that we have Adam next. So, uh, Adam, what you got for the peeps? Uh, so, like I said, by the time this is all heard, it'll be a week old. But did y'all know around this time every year they do Wrestle Kingdom. And for New Japan. And they just had an amazing event. Um, they did a big, you know, big thing for Anoki. I thought that was great, you know, because 50 years in New Japan, anytime you can, you know, pay tribute to anybody, especially Anoki, that's that's somebody pretty important over there. Here comes the Monet. <laughs> uh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So um, I watched some. I watched most of it. I mean, some of the guys, you know, some people y'all might know, some people you might not. But if you get a chance to watch a couple of the matches, uh, Zack Saber Jr. He's one of the best as far as technical type wrestlers. You know, he had a feud with Brian Danielson before he got hurt. But um, Zack Saber Jr. had a good match. I know FTR wrestled hurt. Um, their match was pretty good. Not as long as I thought it was going to be, which I understand why, because they just come back from Mexico. And it sucks they have lost all of their titles now. They're all, they lost all titles. So they're back from square one. Um, Omega Will Ospreay had a good match. Um, we have a new champion, um, Okada, beat Jay White, in an awesome match. Um, but the thing – but what got me – uh-huh. Just, just like what James said, was the debut of Mrs. Mercedes Monet, aka Sasha Banks. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Her first match is actually going to be in San Jose next month against um, Kyrie Sane for the oh. IWGP Women's Title, and I think she's going to do some work in Stardom too. But it's going to be interesting to see if she stays there. If she goes AEW, if she goes WWE, or if she just does um, a thing for like you're talking about her doing like a, a whole year, or just going wherever, let her what, let her do what she wants to do. That'd be would great. You, I, she deserves it. Would you say that she is hard to kill? 
<laughs> that would be great. Show up at AEW and then not Ring so. of Honor. Jordan Grace, Jordan Grace beats Mickey James. Oh, God, that'd be great. Mercedes Monet comes out and challenges for that title. Oh, oh she shows up in Atlanta. That, oh, God, I'm losing. She shows up in Atlanta. She looks uh looks fantastic. No blue chip needed. <laughs> None at all. None at all. She looks and great. she had them high hoo boots on too. Yeah. yeah, money. Cleanest hair I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm telling you. The more and more I, I see the pictures, because the first picture I saw you, like I was like, well, that looks fucking crazy. Like, picture like, hell. You need to watch her walk down the house. Once you see it all, like that's sick, dude. No, it's good, um, man. I love it. I'm gonna do my my, my I'm gonna do my hair that week next week. Oh God, put your hair ne- next your hair back on. Next good week, God. I'm doing it. Next week, I'm doing it. God, you look like somebody's scary in a movie. Shout out to these curls, man. Yeah. Let it grow long enough. Get some curls, bro. Man, it's looking good. I don't like that head. <laughs> I don't like your head. <laughs> hey, well, you're. Did y'all hear? Did y'all hear about Bailey being in Japan with Sasha? He was with yeah. FTR. Hey, rumor has it Naomi was there too. So yeah, there's these New Japan's. You yeah, know, they, throw, they throw a good uh, pay per view every year. Mm-hmm. They're doing another another one January 27th, I believe. But then, like nice. I said, Mercedes Monet will be it's in San two, Jose. Right? Wrestle Kingdom uh, Part Two. Yeah, that'll be the 27th. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same paper. That's that's strange how them and uh, AAA both do that. They have parts, different parts of their show, like of different parts of the month. Oh, and they're junior heavyweights. God, my, they got some of the best junior heavyweights. I swear to God, in the world, because they they go all out with some of their shit. You know, I know you got to be, you got to like the high fly stuff, but I swear their junior heavyweight. You know, uh, TJP is one of the, you know, Perkins. He's real good. I love TJP. You know, yeah. he. I can't figure out. Like he was on Impact for a while, right? And people were going nuts for him. And I went to an MLW show, and everybody was booing the shit out of him. I'm like, well, what is he? He's awesome. Him, Ace Austin. I can't wait to see him and Austin. Ace Austin, Austin get it. Young man. He's young. He's yeah. awesome. Only like 24 years old. 25. Yeah, they're and I'm a big I'm a big Trey Miguel fan too. By the way, TJP's like late late 30s. Yeah. Looks like he's 15. <laughs> he 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 looks 18 at 18 year old level. He's young looking. That's the guy I'm getting at. I mean, just, yeah, I mean he is, yeah, exaggerating, but I, yeah, I'm a big fan. Big fan of his. I'm just I'm a big fan of a lot of those junior heavyweights. I mean, I don't know the name of a lot of them, but um, they the the Japanese junior heavyweight guys they take risk. You think the the luchadors take risk? These Japanese guys are insane. I remember when um I remember when Eddie Prather first came on to AFS and he first got in the Discord and. Back and forth, back and forth. He's yelling at everybody, who we have next, who we have next, who we have next. And I said, how about TJP? He goes, no, TJP's not good enough. I can't accept that. I'm like, you know what, buddy? Shut up. I don't know why I brought that up. That Fuck yeah, dude. Shut up, Eddie. You mean Arizona. I'm like, who's this guy? Who's this guy, huh? Well, now we know. Yeah. And, and then you met him, and you're like, yeah. Then he, he broke uh, his hey. phone in front of me. Because of the uh, freaking DoorDash didn't come in time. All righty. So uh, hey. back, <laughs> just give him a gun. <laughs> That's what you get, Adam, for bringing up uh, Japanese or uh, Japanese wrestling. You got to talk about Eddie. <laughs> Go ahead, James. I'll see how that, that round out. How we got it to that. But... DJP. <laughs> I just remember that. No, check, if, y'all get a, if y'all get a chance, check out Wrestle Kingdom 17. It's amazing. What do you do? Watch it a day late and dollar short? 
Yeah. They lighten zero dollars short. With all these updates, I'm like, yeah, I already read them online. <laughs> updates are different, though. These matches are amazing. Yeah, I know. For sure. Yeah, they are. What I've heard. So, um, what do we got next? Devin- oh, there you go, Mike. Well, so much for the duct tape. We thought we had duct tape, but never mind. Okay. So, is that a... Is that no, that's it, bro. That's it. Fucking hey, hey, move no, along. No rant today. I don't feel like ranting on nobody. <laughs> well, some would say that we are just, uh, you know, just picking up a good melody right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're on a good, uh, good musical journey. Speaking of musical journeys, I look at the outline, and it's the spirit of theme songs. Lord knows I was ready for this one. But I will say, uh, I mean, I made it no, uh, you know, I'm no uh, secret that Hulk Hogan turning heel broke my fucking heart. You know what I'm saying? It, uh, it would, it still kind of triggers me for a while because I, I like Jimi Hendrix, but even when I hear that, you know, wow, 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 like it's still like, I just remember that son of a bitch coming out and strumming the belt, dude. And it was just like, as a kid, I'm just like, you hee hee. And then Bischoff's fucking bitch ass coming out and, you know, pointing at his dimples and everything. And I'm like, these are bad guys, man. We're Stig, we're Stig. And, you know, DDP and shit like that. I was always wanting them to get beat, you know. And then, uh, uh man, that still kind of, I mean, I love Jimmy Hendrix. Those songs, Voodoo Child and, uh, you know, Highway Child are awesome. But, yeah, no, always gets me on those. Uh, I will say, uh, you know, when it comes raining down, it hurts the side. Love that theme. The glass shatter. Love that theme. Uh, Shawn Michaels' theme. Hello. I mean, he was a heel. I kind of hated him most of the time, but man, like just a sexy boy, sexy boy. Yeah, that's good shit. What, uh, what was your Triple H's favorite theme? Hated him every time. Couldn't give a shit less. Welcome to the game. James is changing the channel. <laughs> you know? Ooh, man, I thought that game was good, man. I bet you did. I bet all you fucks did. What? I not not no. Here's a lot. The of one before that game. one, the my time now. I love that team song. John Cena. My time no. is now. <laughs> uh, not my <laughs> time. But what was it? Da, 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 it my da, time. Da, da. My time. I did think the, the DX thing was China good, but it. they were heels, so it was hard to like it. But that DX thing was awesome too. Yeah, DX. Was DX good. was awesome. What about the our uh, Xbox? It was uh, Xbox was DX, but it was no different. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's going to kick or the Xbox? Yeah. I like Who's Vince's? gonna kick your ass? Yeah, yeah who's going to kick your ass? <laughs> I love Vince. Uh, I love Shane's. Like the you know the McMahon's nailed it on themes, really. Of course they did. Very good. Yeah, could Very it be? Games. It's boss time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. There's a lot of things to choose from. I didn't really know where to go with this. Uh, well, you know what I want to tell you? I wanted to be your you favorite thing. Giving a, a cue. I thought, what do you think, James, of the AEW theme songs that Tony Khan has bought now that are like real songs? What I like it. Uh, I think Tarzan Boy really fits for Jungle Boy, but if they're going to change his name, do you still have him come out to that? I mean, but it well, does. I think as long as you keep. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Keep the Jungle Boy in his name, but just use Jack Perry, right? As JR is one of that forever. Obviously, right? uh, listening to Cult of Personality uh, kind of gets a little mixed emotions yeah, now. I that guess you that say. definitely gets it up and down. I will say uh, uh, Orange Chris, Cassidy with the fucking Pixies works. Yeah. It works for me. Chris uh, Jericho's Fozzie. Yeah. 
everybody no matter, no matter what come on james what's the one you're forgetting buddy ftr seems amazing no nope. are Carry we talking on. aew yeah well, like oh, one's doing it. the horse is galloping is that what you're talking about oh. no, i'm talking about your favorite tag team with kenny omega coming out too uh oh Carry on my way come on no. kansas Dude, that is badass. I thought that was going to be a one-off when they did it. Nah, man. They sing the whole song every yeah. time, and I'm all in. I'm a Supernatural fan, too. And I loved it when they you had are. that once a year on that song. Yeah, I bet you that that's, that's probably your ringtone, ain't it? But do you remember, James, when um the first time Orange Cassidy came out to the newer the, the newer music? That was his old, like, and uh, Taz goes, man, this place is going to erupt. And they did <laughs> it for that. It was so good. But, yeah, I, I like anything that's uh, catchy. I think uh, okay, so if that's the tone he, too, like you know, if you, you had, had a theme song, a couple seconds, and then bam, that's when you break it in. If if you had a theme song as your ringtone, what is it going to be? Well, I already did it. I glorious. Oh, that's a badass um, one too. I can't believe it. Yeah, I, I, have, I, have, I have Roman Reigns' as new. Oh, okay. Before that, I had Shinsuke's. I had both of them as my ringtone. That is all. Hey, hell of an I had Drew, Drew McIntyre's is pretty good, too. Or whatever. Yeah. The yeah. Wrestle Kingdom, hell of an entrance for old Shinsuke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I got, um, I got, I got Randy bar. Orton's as mine. The also another good one. I hear voices mm-hmm. in my head. I don't care what y'all say. Zach Ryder's is good, too. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. You know it. Oh, radio, what about, tell uh, me everything you know. You think you know me? Uh, oh, yeah. That's go see him at the end of the month. Can you dig it? Suck up. I studied I had, I had the fiend. I had the fiend for a while. Love, hey, love that Harlem Heat thing. And then a little guy called The Rock. <laughs> yeah, but, he ever beat? Yeah. <laughs> what the rock? The way that evolved from him just kind of saying it to saying it, then really saying it. <laughs> and that was the Hollywood version. When he turned heel, that was amazing. Well, we could do this all week. Uh, so great job, James. Yeah, I mean, hey. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing about like so, theme songs. Ask your fans, what's your favorite theme song? Oh, God. I, can't... I don't know. It changes. Undertaker, we didn't even fucking mention that one. I mean, like. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a million we're leaving out, and I can't wait for our fans to be like, "Can't believe you didn't say this." Well, Undertaker's yeah. is still going. <laughs> but which that one, Undertaker? You want the you want the bong, or do you want like the American badass Undertaker? Well, the bong. Can we give Triple H. No, we didn't forget oh. you were in the bathroom. Yeah, we yeah. fucking got. Let's <laughs> some chicken nuggets. Mike over here painted his wall white when we brought up Triple H. No, I did. What about uh, my time one? You want to see Bret Hart? You want to see Bret Hart? Go, Bert. Go, Bert. No, fuck that. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will say that uh, the guitar riff on the, the four horsemen, like, you know, the four horsemen, like, like, that's good shit, too. That, yeah, that was good. They're all hey, good. We can do this. He's an American <laughs> dream. You know, American Cody Rhodes. Ro- Cody Rose. Rose. Yeah, Cody Rose. His song is pretty badass, too. Yeah. Andre, we Andre the American Nightmare. Over wrestling theme. Andre the Giant. Oh. 
This is better than talking about that damn next match we got to talk about. No, no, we can't wait. I can't wait to do all. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, uh, that's, that's what we're trying to avoid. Speaking oh, of music, look. that's exactly uh, what I'm trying to speaking avoid. Speaking of that, Taylor rolling. <laughs> I'd rather talk about Sandy Guevara than this well, fucking next okay, match. Okay, now there's no need to go there. But where we are gonna go is that uh, was a little too much. I'm sorry, that wasn't too much. I apologize. Our Thank second you. So match hurt. on the rivalry brought to us by oh it was Brad. Brad. It was Brad. <laughs> it really is your show, Brad. It really is. Send all your hate tweets to Yes Man Brad. No, don't worry. Show. It's uh they they come. His show. It's your show. Keep sending all your wonderful sweet DMs to me, ladies. Right? Moving along. Yeah, well, uh, we are moving along. At Whitaker1028 on Twitter. All right, well, we'll just give it up. <laughs> that way your wife will get mad and then keep sending them to me. Boy, y'all are uh, making me dream about going to this second match, which is uh, Tommy Dreamer versus Raven in a Loser Leaves Town match. Makes total sense because everybody <laughs> knows what's happening. Uh, it took place you from know. ECW... Wrestlepalooza 1997, which was June 6th, 1997. It hailed from, you guessed it, the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's like the most. And Brad was there. For real. We seen had, him. He had that had one dude with the glasses and the mustache. Do you see him? I see him. That explains yeah. a lot. It had an attendance of 1,250, so Brad may have been there. Hell. <laughs> GCW gets bigger crowds than that. That's yeah, that's we, a full place. We, that's full. <laughs> that's when, full when, when you look in the crowd, you see the guy with the glasses and, you know, that mustache. I think we're getting, guy that's, are we getting, it's Mike, what do we got, drunk Mike yet? Is he coming? <laughs> no, not, not yet, but I'm getting I think mean, he's coming. So the guy, guy with the mustache and the glasses that's driving the white van. That's Brad right there, 100%. Front row. Had a match length of about 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> about 16 minutes too long, but go ahead. Ain't that the damn truth? But, uh, hey, speaking of that, can't wait to get into this one. But first, how did we get there, Brad? So I'm going to give you three quarters of the build, okay? And I am going to be reading. Oh, uh, I have the, but A lot of this is thanks to the Sportster, so thank you for all the information. The rivalry between Tommy Dreamer and Raven helped define the tenure of ECW. Both wrestlers were trying to make their names when Paul Heyman took a chance on them both. A long storyline with complicated layers and fascinating backstory made it one of the most compelling feuds in wrestling. Heyman gave both wrestlers the chance to show their storytelling's ability. Raven was the best heel in the company, winning the ECW championship and always playing mind games with his opponents, especially your boy, Tommy Dreamer. The fans fell in love with Dreamer as their guy when he played the face, this feud, and putting his body on the line every single night. ECW witnessed many great matches moments thanks to this great rivalry. However, they used some weird tactics here. They used childhood background for fiction, helped Raven and Dreamer set up their big feud. Raven and Paul Heyman came up with the story of Raven, Raven and Dreamer being enemies at childhood summer camp. Dreamer was the popular kid who bullied Raven for being an outcast. Even the addition of Beulah McGillicuddy played into the background as an overweight girl bullied by Dreamer when she had a crush on him. Yeah, Raven, was, Raven was now the top dog at ECW, and Beulah had blossomed into a model. 
Dreamer would feel their wrath by Raven's desire for revenge. Their background made fans believe in hatred for their matches as it grew with Raven's torment of Dreamer. ECW giving Raven his own faction, the Raven's Nest, gave him the heaters of the Blue Meanie and Stevie Richards always getting involved. Dreamer didn't win any of these matches. In the feud, as it continued in its groove, the story of Raven always coming out on top, having Dreamer's number, showed the opposite story of their childhood. Raven had a point that made fans understand him, but his manipulative and vindictive ways sold the heel character to gain support of Dreamer. ECW continued to add layers to the Tommy Dreamer versus Raven to make fans continue wanting more. Their overall story was that Dreamer could never, ever pin Raven, but he did score some positive moments. Beulah McGillicuddy turning face against Raven to enter a new romance with Tommy, his now wife. The old wounds were healed as Beulah did better as a face and more chemistry with Dreamer. Raven's ECW championship reigns were quite dominant and fans badly wanted to see Dreamer end this. The Sandman ending Raven's first reign made more sense, but Dreamer liked the favor to end Raven's second title run. But first, ECW pay-per-view created the right scenario for Terry Funk. So bottom line is, this is very inside baseball. This feud is very inside baseball. And Dreamer actually never wanted to beat Raven and never wanted to win any kind of championship in ECW. Which brings us to this match. Last, uh, It is a leave, loser leaves town match between Raven and Tommy Dreamer, the loser, loser leaving town. Problem is, the whole place already knows that Raven has signed with WCW. The whole crowd, everybody knows that already. So when you're having a loser leaves town match and already know that one guy is signed to another company, <clears throat> kind of loses its zest. So, let's just get to the match. Beulah entering with Tommy Dreamer. Raven in the ring, sitting in the corner. Raven introduced to You Sold Out Chance by the ECW Philadelphia Faithful. And uh, there's no worse crowd in the world than them. We will get to that later, though. Raven with um, uh, Chastity and Lupus. Adam, are you there? Nope. (laughs) James, are you there? Did I lose you both? I'm here. Ask me. All right. Mike, any uh, lupus stories? Yeah, there was this one time I seen him and I changed channel. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. Mike, do you listen to any um, Busted Open? I listen to it a couple times. I'm not a big fan. (laughs) Like It's not like an every week thing. If I see something interesting on it, I'll do it. So there's a very young Tommy Dreamer in the ring. Kind of different than the presentation we see now. Mike, is the ECW presentation too amateur for you? Or do you kind of like how rough around the edges it is? Oh, I've dubbed the ECW around this time. Okay. I actually found I found ECW on accident. Like just being up at one o'clock one morning, flipping the channels, and I seen rest, and I'm like, oh cool. WWF's on. WWF at the time. And started watching. I'm like, oh, this ain't WWF. And fell in love with it ever since. James, who are the announcers? Oh, glad you asked because uh, I really thought before even watching this match that I'd only have to type one name. But uh, come to find out, I had to type two because you got uh, Joey Styles and Rick Rude. Unbelievable. It's kind of a – because I was even watching that match, you know, for the research for this show. I was like, two? I'm not used to hearing two people on ECW shows, you know? So we have Lupus tells Raven to leave. 
because he says he doesn't need this anymore. Adam, why do this? Because now Raven walks out. Why do this when everybody- You sold knows? out. You sold out. Is this yeah. a heel move? He's like, hey, I'll do it. You handle it. I'll let you get out of here. So other than stupidity, um, it was just a heel thing to draw more heat. But everybody knew he was leaving, and they were really playing to the realism here yeah. of him leaving. Uh, I, I, it was uh, a little awkward, actually. I thought it a little bit awkward there. Lupus, um, so Dreamer pushes Lupus down with one hand and goes after Raven in the crowd, brawling on the outside, fighting their way through, through the rabid Philadelphia crowd. Um, Tommy Dreamer takes a drink of beer. <laughs> From one of the fans and spits it on Raven. Mike, how important is beer to a match? Oh, it, fuck! You had to drink the damn beer to fight like that. That is and, awesome. And COVID was an issue then, so that I mean, they can just grab drinks from anybody, boom, and chug them. They didn't have to worry about. But if they were roofied, that was even better. Oh man, let's, let's keep on going. <laughs> I'm um, just saying, Adam, you're they a were bust- having a blast. Adam, you're a busted open fan, right? Yes. So you know, um, and you're you've watched some impact as well. So you see Dreamer all the time. Does this hardcore version of him throw you off now? Well, he's always been, you know, since he did the house of hardcore, he ran his own promotion and everything. And everything he talks about is the innovator of violence. It it is was more different for me seeing him in that good of shape back then. Compared to now, the hardcore stuff don't bother me. It doesn't. I mean, it's that's how I've always known Tommy Dreamer. But to see him in that good a shape and that good looking a guy back then, that's what's different to me. You know, but it just throws me because he's such a nice guy. Like, and he it, just knowing that he was this guy that just did everything balls to the wall. Uh, it, and he it, didn't. He never cared to win either. That's the thing like you said well, earlier. No. He yes, just he, he never cared win. to win. He didn't want to win. No, it's a very very different. So, James, why did the Raven character not work for Eric Bischoff in WCW? Because he's a rich, yuppie bitch. He doesn't know what it's like to be poor, broke, and everybody look down on you. Who, Eric? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just uh, – I just don't <laughs> think he's going to be in three weeks. Fan of the, fan of the show. Yeah, right. No, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't think uh, – because, you know, uh, I grew up in the not at richest of uh, upbringings and all that stuff. Obviously broke as shit now, but like, I don't, I don't think it connected to Eric because it wasn't like, it didn't connect to him. Like, you know, because on a personal level, like we all kind of knew the, uh, granted, which is funny to say because uh, Raven did grow up rich as fuck, <laughs> but like that, uh, that poor, you know, like look down upon character, like grungy and all that stuff. I think it was relatable to, uh, especially the nineties culture of, you know, uh, there was a change coming from the old school mentality of like, you know, do proper, be proper, like all this stuff, you know, don't ask why, just follow the orders to like questioning the orders and like, you know, kind of outcasting and stuff. So I, I just was- think he wasn't an Edgar Allan Poe fan. <laughs> Nevermore. Rapping <laughs> <laughs> and a tapping and a knocking at my door. Raven the dreamer on the concrete. I honest to God don't even know what you would call this move because it didn't look, it looked awkward as hell. Adam, we've talked about um, a lot about wrestling in the crowd, okay? We have. But this is next level. How dangerous and maybe irresponsible is this? Oh, it's super irresponsible. But back then, that's what ECW was. That gave you something nobody else did. They gave you something that was on the edge. You know, you you didn't see this in WCW. You didn't see this in WWE. So 
they did everything different to make to make them stand out. And fighting in the crowd like that, risking, you know, getting charged by beating the hell out of a crowd member or whatever, they didn't care. You know, because his parents, you know, Paul Paul E was his parents is all lawyers anyway, or his dad was a lawyer, so yeah. somebody yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. trying to sue him, I'm sure he can get him out of it. Dreamer you know, just different. It was different back then. I don't think they just I don't think they cared, really. A lot of affluent people in this match. Oh yeah, come on, man. Dreamer <laughs> bleeding. Raven puts Dreamer through the table. Sets up yet another table. Appearance by Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas, I'm sorry. And Francine, shout out. Yes, sir. Uh, ta- tables are not breaking real easy, but they continue to beat each other through them. Mike, are these working tables or shoot tables? No, they're shoot tables. They're like <laughs> the ones like you had out there on the damn stands, putting like t-shirts on, and they forgot to like, do that little slice thing on them. They even they even said something in commentary. They they did it. not get those from Tabor's Horse. No, they got them from they got them from Home Depot. <laughs> no, that's come from throws, Lowe's, straight up Lowe's. Dreamer throws Raven into the gate, then a crotch into the gate, face first from Dreamer to Raven into the concrete floor. Uh, Devin, are they ever getting back into the ring? I was going to say to Devin, like it felt like they were in that crowd forever. Is all I'm getting at. Like I just, didn't think they ever were. I thought yeah. they were out there. I mean, I, thought that they were, I, I could have sworn I seen Sam- and then like Raven just kind of leaves out the crowd, you know? Yeah, I mean, I could have sworn I seen Sammy Gravara out there in the in the stands too. <laughs> he wasn't, he I wasn't mean, born back then. Loved it. So, chair I'm, to Raven I'm being Devin from Dreamer, Adam. How comfortable do you have to be with your opponent to take these chances? And well, I mean, you got to think. I mean, it, it's Ooh. even was even as as long as they've known each other. That's still something hard to trust somebody with, especially being out there. So you have to really either love what you're doing or really trust them because something something could go wrong so easily. Yeah. And this is obviously at this time, it is now, believe it or not, but this building is probably not up to code in any way back then. Code? I think I've been here now, and it's still rough, but it's not, not even close to as rough as what I'm seeing in 97 here. So obviously, um, Raven. All right. So anyway, yeah. Raven pulls Dreamer's head for, or puts Dreamer's head first into the vending machine, then onto the concrete, and then James. We have the starting lineup to the Philadelphia. I was hoping you were going to come to me because I was definitely going to go to you with this. Were you excited? I was excited for what uh, the commentary said. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, oh, yeah. What it is. That was one of the parts I replayed and replayed, and I'm like, should I write this direct quote down so I get it right for Brad? And I was like, you know what? That's petty. And I remember it anyway. Like, not the direct quote, but, yeah, starting lineup for Philadelphia's here. Whoopty. Yeah, that says a lot when they're on an ECW show in fucking 97 with 1,200 people. That's all I'm trying to say. Hey, Fuck now. Me. Support, yeah. man. Uh, you wouldn't see that's like the Dallas Cowboys going to fucking, you know, slapdick Southwest wrestling, you know, like that. Hey, listen, that's what Philadelphia is, man. Hey. I know you hate it, but it's what we are. Well, here's the thing, Brad. If they showed that much heart and intensity, maybe they could finally beat the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> if they fight as hard as these two guys, they might yeah. actually beat the Cowboys. Next yeah. line. <laughs> I wouldn't bet on that. America's. Dude, I, I fucking I, I know you hated this shit, Adam, but this was fun ass shit. Chair shot from Raven. Finally, they are finally into the ring. Mike, I said earlier that Shane Douglas was watching. 
Do you think that was odd considering he played absolutely no part in this match and was in a match later? I had no idea at the time. Fuck! I asked the wrong guy! <laughs> yes, you did, of course. Wait. You look, you were nodding? Yeah, it's, uh... Because even when the, the guy guy, you know, which we'll get to, it's still just like, like, what? Are they, are they just name dropping him so he can be in the conglomerate mix of shit? Like, I, I didn't get that. So here's what's funny, James. If you go to the ECW arena, there is a rafter like that. And they, and I mean, Heath Slater's just sitting up there watching. Like, it's weird as shit, man. They're just watching it. He's just watching the match. And they just engaged him for no reason because he was played no part in the match. No camera shots. No, no. nothing. Like, I mean, <laughs> I know you hear his voice, but like, it, I, yeah. Why go to him? without a payoff i guess i I love i I love it because it made no sense i I, uh, anyway drop toe hold from raven uh the dreamer face first into the chair beautiful most beautiful move of the night i said uh what did you think Devin? i really thought it was the probably the nicest move so far um raven threw uh throws dreamer off the top rope onto a chair and destroys the chair like i've never seen a chair destroyed before please adam tell me you're there and is there a safe way to do this EC dub, EC dub, EC dub. I don't know what. I think that's a rough and tumble aspect of it. Uh, Man, I tell you, I know it. That ECW back in the day, you know, it was it was definitely the alternative. It was different. It was prided themselves on that. That wasn't like a clean chair break. That was like a bent chair. Nothing ECW does is clean. It had to hurt, (laughs) man. It had to hurt, right? I think it's yeah, meant to look definitely. gritty. But I, I don't think they they weren't as prepared for stuff like that as WWE or WCW. Yeah. Like they just they just did this shit. Like, hey, there's gonna be a chair there, boom, hit him. Because even when a certain person throws a chair down at another certain person, which we'll get into, he like damn near misses him completely. Like he's on the ground, yeah, and he goes to throw a chair at him and just like barely nicks his legs. Right. Like, yeah. So I mean it's I think it's completely different. So we got Dreamer out at two somehow. Hip toss counter into the DDT by Dreamer. Dreamer grabs a sign from a fan. Hits the ref. Hits the ref. Hits the ref with it. Ref out. Hits Raven with the sign. James, is this sign a production plant or is it someone's sign? Gotta be. Gotta be a plant, right? I think so. Because I mean, like I don't know sign. people that are drink bringing traffic signs because aren't those illegal to possess? Yeah, but I don't think anybody gives a shit there. Like, I don't think nothing's yeah, illegal I mean, in that building. But I think it was and, a plan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It could have been. So, Wait, like, what, what are they gonna do? Pay them fifty bucks? Hey, or give hey? 50? What did you those come guys in for free? Wrestling weren't getting paid fifty bucks. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> What what is coming in for free to do this? I mean, you might have got a free ticket. Or hey, you, you want you want to be on TV? Yeah. I mean, Mike, are you well, having probably somebody's homie, like somebody's friend? It's like, hey man, it's <clears> gonna be uh, like we're gonna grab a random traffic stop from you later on. You know, Mike, are you yeah, having fun yet? I mean, are you loving I'm, this? Yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> Perfect pile driver onto the sign. Lupus breaks up the pin. Apparently, his he's weak because Dreamer. Is no selling his punches. <laughs> it's just like a little kid. Um, Beulah in the ring. DDT from Beulah. Crotch shot from Raven to Tommy Dreamer. Roll up by Raven. And kind of Beulah too. Yeah. Kick out. 
Thanks for making it back. And uh, um, I, that's on purpose. I thought you'd get the hint. A show. Okay. I figured Maybe. you'd get the hint and I walked away. Listen, I talk about your bullshit all the time. You know? <laughs> Raven courting Beulah. She's not interested. Crotch shot by Dreamer to Raven. That is uh, quite a few crotch shots at this point. Kicks out. Chastity sprays something into the eyes of Dreamer. Drop kick by Raven. Devin, do you like the Gaga? So, Adam, let me ask you. Do you like the Gaga? No. <laughs> and the fans, I think it's just, negative. It's, it's but away. I, I, I think the Gaga is ECW. Do the fans love it? Yeah. Yes. The fans, the fans everybody in that arena loves that stuff. So you, ECW had their own fans. <laughs> yeah, when you have smart fans like that, you do have to kind of do some bullshit like that to keep them on their toes. So we have right. a cat fight, and the fans, yes. once again, we love it. Love it, Adam, wrestlers that you wrestled with, okay, did they like this stuff, or do they, do they wish they were a part of it? Uh, uh, yes. guys, the guys <laughs> I, I know and wrestle with, um, I don't want to say they're not a fan of it, but because if it's drawing money, of course you want to be a part of it. But yeah, Dan. Yeah. Hey, command man Dan. How's it going? Yeah, you would like to do it. You like you like the ECW? Yeah. Adam doesn't. Yeah, I know. He's an asshole. Bye. <laughs> Just saying. But um, I mean, if it draws money, of course you'll be a part of it. But at the same time, it just it's just too much. It's too much going on. You want to be, you know, if I'm after wrestling, I want the, the attention to be towards me, not drawn towards anywhere else. Okay. So Adam, I got a question for you off of this. If this was your opportunity to be on TV, like you're, you're not in the independence, you're not on TV, you're in like a high school or middle school gym, whatever, whatever it is that you're doing. But this right here is your opportunity to get on TV and start getting noticed. Would you take that step to do this? If it's my or first you... match, yeah, hell yeah. Oh, 100%. Hell yeah. Oh, I, but these are, not, these are not first match guys, though. No. no, it's not their first, but I mean, it's their first known promotion, right? All right, so pretty much. Well, I no, mean, Raven was Raven was in WWE first. As it what? Like what, as, what, uh, what? What did he do? Oh shit! Oh, uh, Johnny Polo. Yeah, that's a Johnny. Yeah, Polo. but I mean, but what did he really do there? No, he, he needed. <laughs> he had to do shit. And he got paid for it. That's the thing. He had to do nothing. Right. He but, wanted to I do mean, it. So, he loved it. Yeah, he, so he loved it. Him, Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, you know, Taz. They came up here. If it the wasn't Dudleys. for EC, well, we think Dudleys. he got paid for it anyway. But still, if it wasn't for ECW, they would not be where they are at today. Correct. So, guess what, James? Another crotch shot by Buell. I think this is the spot you're talking about. To Raven. DDT by Dreamer to Raven. Kick out. James, did you think that was it? Was that the. The crotch shot oh, by Beulah to yeah, Raven, yeah, then a DDT um, by Dreamer to Raven. So we had a crotch <clears throat> shot to him and then a DDT. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I did one. not because for some reason I kind of knew some job was going to happen. I got you. Another ref bump, another DDT, no ref. Louis Spicoli in the ring beating Dreamer, is. puts Raven on Dreamer, wakes up the ref, but yet again, kick out. Mike, how many DDTs and crotch shots make a good match? Um, according to this match, you need at least 
42. <laughs> Death Valley Driver to Raven from Dreamer. DDT by Dreamer. EC fucking W. Pin by Dreamer for the win. The crowd loves it. I love it. Looks like it. Looks like it means something to Dreamer. But guess what? <laughs> yes, the match is over, but we got 10 minutes left on this freaking YouTube. So what's going on? The lights go out. And who appears? Rob Van Dam with Bill Alfonso. Adam, Ugh. did you like the strategy here of going one angle to another? Yeah. All right. If it would have been just so, there's just too much going on at once. Here's the thing, though. You knew that Raven was leaving. So right. I get like, oh, you're out the door. Well, we're going to show the fans because like, they're not going to give him like a send off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go watch him, you know, over there. They're going to be like, hey, he's out. But guess what? You know, pay attention to us because next week, you know, like we got all this. They're promoting themselves, I guess. Yeah. Right. But they're no respect to Raven for going out the door for everything he's done. No respect to... Well, it's time to move on. You know, lights out again. Sabu in the ring. Lights out again. Jerry the King Lawler. Can you believe it, James? Just shitting on everybody. Complete mayhem. Jerry abusing the whole GCW product. Mike, GCW? Or, yeah, sorry, guys. ECW product. Mike, is this the Attitude Era on steroids? Yeah, but I didn't like the lights going out every time somebody came out. I would rather, like, I would rather the music hit and they come run out to the rain. Yeah. I mean, but cause I mean the lights you got, I mean the one, maybe one, one time, maybe two lights go out, but we got what? Three times, like three or four oh, times the lights I go out that. and then you open up and it, how in the fuck are they seeing where they're going? For one, <laughs> I mean, great so, answer. I like how that's your that's your gripe about it all. Like, I can't see. I mean, <laughs> you can't see where the fuck you're going for one. But I mean, I I, I would like when Stone Cold comes out, you let that grass break, you hear that music. That's when, I mean, that's a completely different type of thing, though. Yeah, so but when I mean, the lights go know, out and they come back on, and Undertaker's there, you're jizzing your pants. Yeah, but if the lights go out, then you hear, dong, and then it's the Undertaker. So I don't know how the gang mean, got there. How's he seeing anything, like you said? But anyway, <laughs> the gangsters well, show he's up. He's dead, Brad. He's dead. dead I got you. Yeah, he's dead. He show up. in the dark. Jerry Lawler, direct quote, look at this slut. <laughs> wow. Holy <laughs> shit. The crowd is absolutely on fire. Sandman chugging a beer. Looks like a million bucks. I think it's <laughs> fucking leg tackle. That was weak as shit too. It, there it are still. What's just... your favorite part of what? What was your favorite part about Sandman's attire, Brad? His beer. Not the not the Zubas or whatever the Zoomies <laughs> yeah. or whatever. I know like he a, always did wear those. Didn't a kendo Zubas. That's the loudest kendo stick I think I've ever heard. Like. I don't know how they, you know, because maybe had it a little loose, so it was like, because it was like loud sounding. Some bitches hurt, I'm telling you. Well, yeah, when you swing them 100 miles an hour, but this one sounded like it was gimmicked up to be like, pat, pat, like every time he swung it. So I have to say, guys, this is like a, a show ending match. However, there are three matches after this because the music hits and Taz comes out and the ring clears. What a night. Uh, what a night for Wrestlepalooza. What a night for Philadelphia. Mayhem. 
We Go are skipping. Same, Mike. We are skipping the biggest part of the fucking annoyance of this ending part, and it's that motherfucker Alfonso on that damn whistle. I oh, said, I, I can't stand that. Postal the whole time, and then like people are like exiting the ring and all that stuff, and he's like right at their ear, just tweet, tweet, tweet. I'm like, man, I would knock that some. I cannot stand that. It was. I that is, that was brother, Rob Van Dam, but that was one thing heat. I could not do. Heat. Listen, this this past couple of weeks when I had off, my I got a new pet peeve, and my girl said to watch YouTube, and it's a 15 second video. <laughs> And is a sound or a music playing over and over and over and over and over. After like two minutes, I'm like, "Fuck you, I'm done." <laughs> like, that no. was and that's the same thing. I I cannot stand it. Like, do it a couple times, you're good. You keep going and 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 going. I'm nothing says wrestling like a right whistle. Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Great match, great time, Adam. Thank you so much for being such a good sport because I know that. Yeah, thanks to uh, listener and also jackass on show Brad for picking one. friend of the show Brad Stanton. I want to know oh, what the hell that, that referee was on that. because that referee got knocked out three times and powered up faster <laughs> than half the wrestlers do. He got laid out twice and, and did a fast count every time he, he popped right back up. I did say shout out to Alfonso, though, for, like, getting the microphone from Jerry the King Lawler, shouting out Shane Douglas for, once again, no reason, and then giving the microphone back behind his back. You know, it's like he, he, he like, got to put it behind his back, and then Jerry grabbed it. Like, dude, you were facing him and just grabbed it out of his hand. That's fine to have on camera. But you just want to, like, slowly put it behind your back and have Jerry grab it? Like, I mean, come on now. Yeah. And I'm he also grabbed the, uh, the jacket and the crown because I was like, damn, that crown's about to get crushed. But there's Fonzie with his damn whistle going ape shit with that coat in the crown. This was just a good time. That's the way you got to look at it. Great time. Just a good time. That's right. Sorry, as a wrestling purist, Adam, I know this isn't exactly for you, but it is part of wrestling. So we as, as, as far as that crowd and everything, I don't know why they did it. Just because I don't like it, that made it one good. I mean, I mean, it was so that, good the 1996 Eagles offensive starting team was there. Like, that's how good this, it was. But we can at least put to bed. That Raven and, and Tommy Dreamer was a good rivalry, right? Amy? Oh, yeah. Oh, right yeah. RJ, as as, oh, right, yeah. JD? As far as them, yeah. They had it last. Oh, yeah. Hell they yeah. had it last for freaking 12 weeks. They had it last. We'd have RJ on the show sometime. Yeah, he can't do Thursdays. He was bitching up, bitching up on uh, – yeah, like, I've never been invited. Like, well, uh, most of the time people ask us Seriously, to be me on, and him like, have talked off air show. like 50 times. It ain't our show. I never reached out to nobody. People are like, hey, man, could I be on the show? Yeah, hey, come on. Nah. RJ's yeah. just kidding around. He knows that. Can you ask? Can you ask me? Fucking this guy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I think we beat this to death. We beat this to death. Back to you, James, because it All looks right. like someone's someone's ready. Because I think he's got a woman in the other room. You got fan no, questions? Not not tonight. <laughs> no, we used them all. Oh. I just ended up doing them all at the same time. Well, uh, none of them are relevant. None I of them can, are relevant to anything. Can, so what are can we? Can I take over the Devin demographic? Can yeah, but that's not up. That's not up yet. Are we proceeding oh, okay. with the next segment? Yeah, next segment. Yeah. Huh? Let's get it. Well, get it it's the hottest rising segment in the podcast history. You know it. We all know it. Hell, it's your show, and half of uh, you know stuff may be submitted by you. You can always reach out to Adam for that. That being said, 
it's time for Waka 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 with Adam. So, Adam. Waka 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 with this Father Maka. Yay. Uh, so, let's see here. Oh, yeah, I promised a couple of a couple of them from last week, didn't I? Yeah. I promised a joke with a hippo. You did. Teased it. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting. Yeah, uh, we've so, been waiting all week for this. I hope all so. Week, seven days. So what's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? One night you fire. No, one's really heavy and one's a little lighter. Ah! <laughs> That's I great. Like that uh, so what do you call uh, what do you call a poor Santa Claus? Brad Stanton. Um, ah! <laughs> I gonna say a skinny Santa Claus. <laughs> I see what you did there. You call him Saint Nicholas. Ah, oh, there it is. Ooh, Nicholas. He has no nickel. Like yeah. <laughs> He's Nicholas. You know, it was crazy. I thought my clothes were shrinking from the dryer. Turns out I've been putting them in the refrigerator the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> How does that happen? That last I wanted to make such a good mic joke on that one, but I just let that one pass. <laughs> on the same hot dog. <laughs> no, I, I separated, the, I separated the ketchup mustard. Come on out there my sons. I do, Ooh, that's yeah, right. funny. No, I separated the ketchup mustard so far that I even got the ketchup with me just so I wouldn't get close to the mustard. Yeah, right. I got to keep it with it's me. My, my daughter eats ketchup with everything. Pizza, chi- uh, fish, anything. She wants ketchup with it. Pizza's so. dumb. Cheese pizza <laughs> with ketchup. That That's not, what she not wants. okay. That's not okay. I don't care Pe- how young you Peanut are. butter and jelly. Nip that shit in the bud, Mike. Peanut butter and jelly with ketchup. Well, you got a little too much. Yeah. No. Adam. I'm just saying. Well, I <laughs> know it's not that bad. But she don't eat jelly. It's just peanut butter. But oh, that makes better. Uh so how do you follow Will Smith in the snow? <clears throat> Slap him. No, you just follow his fresh prints. Ah, Very nice. Oh. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, boy, I suck at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going in your shoe for the next one? or Oh, there you no, go. No, this is my last one. I'll, I'll save the best one for last. You know, I'm friends with all the letters of the alphabet. But I really don't know why. I don't either. Huh? Oh, I don't know. The letter Y. Yeah. I don't Thoughts, know. Mike. But, uh, apparently this means Y. <laughs> uh, right. since, since y'all don't like that one, I hear here, this one. I'm I like it with. just fine. Is this, one, is this one I sent back to you in January, right? No, this is back <laughs> last, last year. We don't need you to laugh for a half hour, Mike. We need you to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was my, funny when I said it. My, my mom told me I had no sense of direction. So I packed up all my bags and write. <laughs> that, wasn't better, that wasn't better than why. Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> one of them, them fingers. Oh, they left. Crap, yeah. I left. Dang, I'm sorry. You see, it's one of the good guys. Hey, my man. Waka, waka, waka. Waka, waka, waka. My like sister, that. oh, never mind. I can't talk about that one. That's Uh-oh. something else. Oh, is that a is that a uh, teaser for next week? Mm. Oh no, I might get kicked off for that one. 
Okay, never <laughs> mind then. Moving on. <laughs> Thank you, Adam, for the waka waka waka. I, I wrote down like two pages worth, and I've got one left. I don't want to just leave this oh, one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's your show. Man. It never ends when he says it's going to end. We know that. Kind of like our, our yeah. ending. Well, you know, I never believed in my chiropractor. I never, never believed in chiropractors. But now I stand corrected. <laughs> waka waka. That was a good one. Hey, yeah. you need to leave on that one. All right, that's it. That's it. Boom. Fucked out. We're done. Oh, I landed it. Yay. It's the first time in 37 episodes. <laughs> or 38 now. A growing storyline. Should I go for two? Oh. Should I go for two? Do it. Let's see. Let's see. Still up there. It's For up real, hey, if you're watching the video version, which we highly recommend, you're gonna see it. Adam turned uh, into a fucking magician on that I last think, one. I think Shane Douglas caught that in the Raptors. <laughs> Francine uh, starting on the Philadelphia Eagles probably just had a <laughs> Francine <laughs> caught it with her mouth. Uh, I don't your reaction great. to that one was just oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to hear a boom uh, uh, you know, nothing. I didn't hear. I didn't hear a thing. Oh, I'm sitting here with. Right. Was it the Carbonaro effect or something? Or he goes down. Yeah, right. <laughs> there we go, Steve Carbonaro. I see. There it is. <laughs> hey, that's the best way to do that. Uh, that was good shit. Two times. Well, uh, you know, what better way to uh keep the laughs going with some hardcore? You know, we just covered ECW. And my God, wasn't that hardcore? And then Vader bled like a bitch, and he got whipped a bunch. They both got whipped. You know? Man, we didn't even mention old homeboy coming out, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out New Jack, R.I.P. That was weird. <laughs> Shout out R.I.P. <laughs> Whatever. Moving on. Brad, we're <laughs> to this part of the All right. FMK <laughs> so- time, hardcore edition. Okay. Ooh. So... I'm going to be honest with you. I, I have no problem with some hardcore tough guys, but hardcore women, I, I didn't really know what that meant because we cover hardcore women every week with wrestling oh, yeah. women. So I went actresses that have played tough guy, tough girls in movies. So I'm going to name the movie that they were, that they were kind of tough in, uh, but you don't have to use that. All right. But I'm just going to mention why I even said it. So first we have Angelina Jolie and I'm going to go yes, with yes. Mr. And Mrs. Smith. One. As one of my one yes. of those movies where she was a total badass. Tomb Raider. Now this one, this one. What would you say, James? Tomb Raider. Okay, wanted good. when she good, got good, out good. of that bathtub with that. Oh, I wanted. Oh my god, yes. boy. There you go. Go ahead. So then I have Lucy Liu, who is uh Ooh. in Charlie's Angels is a uh, is a good example of being a badass. And finally, I don't know if you guys know her or not. Cause I don't know if you guys are into the Marvel stuff. Zoe Saldana, and she uh, plays in guardians of the galaxy in guardians of the galaxy 2 and she's the green one you know who i'm talking about um, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah she does the uh no galado what the fuck no galgado no yeah. the girl that does the uh the blue I people thought about no. Gal Gadot, but we've already done galgado what what the fuck's your name in <laughs> uh gamora right gamora, gamora? Yes, james I, we've oh, already yes. used a uh, wonder woman thing uh, your favorite version of the Wonder Woman. That's why I didn't oh, do that's it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I try not to repeat, but it's getting tough. Yeah, no, we'll see, uh, you know, our our archives. You know, you can always check out the archives for that discussion. Yeah, Brad with two weeks in a row. Wow, man. Yeah. Well, we didn't do it last week. Last week was we were shitting on each other. So, <laughs> remember? 
diarrhea on you or on me? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Well, two FMKs in a row. Good job, that. James hated that. He yeah, could not stop not talking a, about it. So I'm glad I'm revisiting it. But anyway. So I, I got go this ahead, one already. Right? I don't got it. Figure it out. I'm marrying Ange- Angelia because, yeah. one, she's Both hot as fuck. She can do whatever she has to do, and she makes the money. I'm fucking Gamora because, ooh, who would not fuck that green alien? And I'm killing uh, Lucy Liu. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Adam, uh, do you need me to come back to you? No, I got it. It's just rough, man. God, man. That's a good one. Yeah, it is. Okay, so I'm marrying Zoe Zordana because her in Columbiana. Oh my Jesus, Lord Almighty! Mm. Good movie. Um, I'm effing uh, Angelina because her in Gone to Sixty Seconds. Mm. I like that movie. And then uh, process of elimination. I'm sorry, but I had to kill Lucy Liu not because I want to, just I like the other two better. All right, James. All right, so uh, I'm fucking uh, Lucy Lawless because I think that Xena Warrior Princess scream would be really cool. What, like, what's her name, hey, Lucy hey, Lawless? You know, I this, uh, you know. Oh, wait a minute. She wasn't one of them. Okay, my bad. Uh, <laughs> I would say... See, Adam kind of, you know, after he spoke his, I was like, man, it kind of makes sense. I'm, I was going to marry Angelina, but I may just fuck Angelina because, you know... I don't know. She's uh. You don't want all them kids either. She's got a lot of kids. That you know, is you don't very want to true. She's gonna adopt another one right under you, also, and then divorce you and make you pay child support for some reason. Now, you want to follow Billy Bob Thornton? Um, or her? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Yeah, I was about to make a very. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Uh... Definitely later <laughs> in the show. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I am fucking uh, Angelina. She has been one of my crushes for a long time. Uh, the yeah. other Gamora, whatever, definitely not the alien version, but the lady actress, which is funny because I don't know her name, but I referred to her as such. Zoe, there it is. Zoe, I would marry her Did because she kn- you know she seems like a wife material, not one night material. Damn, but that's rude to Lucy Lou, too. There is, I mean, she's gonna go for three here because she is, uh, you know. You know what? I cannot say that on the podcast, but I'm just going to say there's a rap lyric I really want to use, but I cannot. But uh, I think I'm going to marry uh, Lucy Lou because, uh, you know. So you killed Zoe? No, see, now that's too good. You got to kill one of them. All right, man. Hey, here's the thing. I'm going to marry Zoe and I'll kill Lucy. Oh, man. You you you, you tried to pull an Amy and then you, bat- you, you were well, trying to Well, no, because I wanted to... I was going to make a very crude and rude joke, so I we don't decided to get... Oh, it was bad, dude. It was way bad. So, so I mean, Zoe, Zoe's the lead actress for Avatar. I mean, my gosh. It was, it was a... Not even going to say it, because I don't want to have to... Or have to have Tyler edit it out. So, I'm not even... So, gonna I'm going to go ahead and kill Angelina Jolie, and she can go ahead and get inter- girl interrupted all day by somebody else. hey <laughs> I am going to fuck Zoe Saldano, I, but I want her to be green. And I, because I always wanted a green. I always wanted a green. Fucking aliens, though. I always wanted a green chick, man. You know how old she is? My first green chick. You know how old she is? Do you even know? Forty-four. Forty-four. I'll say, what if the juice is burning your dick off or something? Hey, uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna try it once. 
Gotta be high and pH. And Chris both, Pratt's. That's aliens. You gotta be a high and, pH. And they can both kick go. ass. Gonna and to, I'm gonna uh, marry Lucy. Cut ass. that shit out. <laughs> Lucy Lou's definitely uh, like material to me. So that's my choice. Ooh, you're the first. The first time I did think you said Lucy Lawless, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, Xena. And then, uh, you know, you were like, Charlie's Angels. I was like, oh, well, I was like, Lucy Lawless. <laughs> uh, it's a good choice, though, Lucy Lawless. I didn't think that. Now we go for the fun part. Yeah. So, all right. So, we go with the gentleman. Badasses in movies. And there are plenty Mary of. Mary, fuck him. A, I'm going to marry him. B, I'm going to fuck him. C, I'm going to kill him. What are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying all to get right, this so... done over with. We're going to go with Steven Seagal. <laughs> okay. Which, John ver- which version? Whichever like version Steven turns Seagal you on. Or right? Adam Steven Seagal. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay. And Jason Statham. Ooh. Ooh. No, Chuck Norris? Ooh. I, I thought about Chuck Norris, but Ooh. I couldn't get past his hair. Ooh. Body or like head? No, or he wears, a, he wears or a wig. What? He wears a wig, and that bothers me. Ooh. Wow. So I, I couldn't get Steven. I couldn't pass. Jason. I couldn't get past who, Steven. Who is the first Texas Ranger, Brad? Yeah, I know who. Who was the right? first one? Wait, who was the first one? Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Okay. Jean Claude Van Damme. Jason Statham. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, kill Steven Seagal because he's a cop, and I do some illegal shit. He's a oh, cop. There you outed, outed yourself on a worldwide podcast. I promise, I promise you the other two have been cops as well. No, but he's a legit cop right now. Like, that's what he does now. Oh, for a living, so period. He, yeah, he's a straight yes, up cop. Yeah, yeah he's very, a straight up Does he have to get on one of those, like, hovercraft days where he, like, the segues? Because, uh, I mean, have you seen that he, boy? Like, he, he, he might. I don't know. He just, I know he's a cop. I got a ponytail. I know it's him as Halloween. You know what I'm saying? He might just serve warrants is all he does. <laughs> he gave up. He gave up acting to become a cop. Okay. And he gave um, up being in so, shape too. Yeah. Round is so a shape. Heard that. Uh, <laughs> Shout out. Song called Bandom. I will fuck him. Because he has an accent. So I can deal with the accent. That's I do like Scottish accent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but Jason Stanton, no, he he can whoop some Jason ass. Stanton is not so, related to me. <laughs> Okay, so so I can go anywhere I need to and do whatever the fuck I need to, and he got my back. He can whoop some ass. I don't matter if there's one person or ten people. All my and, life, and he and <laughs> he can drive. So when I, when I need a getaway driver, he's my getaway driver. He can be a transporter, right? He's doing exactly. Devin demographic. You, get, you give Mike his own segment. Go to Wendy's. You ask him a damn dude FMK. <laughs> He's golden. <laughs> so excited he's got a graphic too. All right. Go ahead, Adam. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm killing Seagal because I've just never been a Steven Seagal fan. I just I'm you know And he's never, cop. That too. But I just never been a Steven Seagal fan. I, he's just never been believable to me. Well he's um, not a good actor. There you go. Jeez, he's man. not a good actor. That, that's my biggest thing. He's not a good oh, actor. Damn. Who do you hate worse, Goldberg or Steven Seagal? <laughs> Goldberg. Goldberg. That's easy. Goldberg. Yeah, I, I have to do more with Goldbergs than Steven Seagal. I don't have to watch Steven Seagal uh, movies. I don't watch Steven Seagal. All right, movies. Adam, it's still your turn. Go ahead, Adam. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> 
So I guess I'm marrying Sean Claude Van Damme because, like, like Mike said, the accent. But but Jason Statham, he's younger and he'd be more fun to to just f. I don't want to marry him because Sean Claude Van Damme, he's older, so he's settling down age. So I can hey. just see, you know, just marrying him and then just having fun with Jason Statham. And plus, he hangs out with like The Rock because they do like the fashion. There you go, have me a threesome. There you go. So he hangs out with The Rock. Like he's that cool. And Stone Cold. And Vin Diesel. Now. Look well, at Vin Diesel. Wild, folks, if you wanted it, you got Steve, it. Steve, 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 And I'm not even drunk yet. So let's keep on going. Um, I thought your New Year's resolution was to quit drinking. He chugged yeah, I, I, uh, so. I, I fucked that up on uh, January 1st. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I got That's mine. And this airs on the 12th. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James, you're up. There you go. All right, so as much as I would like to power move, fuck Steven Seagal, I'm going to kill Steven Seagal and, you know, Probably put him out the pasture because, you know, he's, uh, you know what I'm saying, he's a big old boy now. I, I can make fun of him like that. Which, granted, he can still probably karate kick me right in the face, <laughs> you know, because oh, he no is shit. a legit karate dude. So, I'm killing him. I'm going to marry uh, Jason Statham because I think that's, uh, you know, like, well, here's the reason I'm marrying him because he's actually the odd man out on this because I'm fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme. Number one, power move. But number two, he can do the splits. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> hey. So, you know. Yeah. Mary Statham because he would be, like, you know how they make those jokes about, like, oh, you need a hardcore woman to be like, uh, he didn't ask for pickles, you know, like that type of shit. I feel like Statham would be like, yo, my man said, like, no tomatoes, no, you know, mustard. There's tomatoes and mustard on here, and he just whip everyone's ass. Like, fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like, fucked up. So, yeah, Marion Statham. I'm going to go ahead and nice. kill Steven Seagal just because he is a little low. He was a little light on hair, but still did that ponytail thing, and I can't deal with that at all. All right. Um, what do you so mean, gonna... brother? He didn't do ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's had long hair. Hey, hey, I, um... hey, I got an idea. So then I'm going to go ahead and fuck uh, Van Damme because why wouldn't you? And I'm going right. to marry Jason Statham because he, he is – He's the one for me. Yeah, we damn near so all have the same. We're all, we're all marrying him. So if we're all marrying him, who's getting the um, like the money from him when he dies? No, I'm marrying Sean Claude Van Damme. Thank you. It was oh. a hypothetical. We're not marrying him all at once. I'm marrying oh, Sean Claude because he's older and he's at settling down age. That's true. There and he can that's, still that's legit whip everybody's ass because he's in shape. All right, that's it, fellas. Thank you. Fuck yeah, ain't nothing like You're that welcome. hardcore uh, FMK, Brad. Yeah. You know? Glad, uh, you know what's funny? We should, uh, hey, listeners at home, when you're listening to this, time Mike's answer to that FMK segment on the guys thing. Because uh, right now, we want you to time the next one. And I would like to kind of just uh, see which uh, segment happens to take longer. But you know what time it is. What better uh, movie and hardcore movie, uh, you know, thing to do you watch movies, then why not eat a meal? You know, they call it dinner in a movie. You know what I'm saying? So, Mike, what you got on the meat minute for us this week? What? Hey, time out. Right. Now. I'm going to do it. I'm taking over uh, Devin's demographic first. 
Well, that's not on the fucking headline. Stop <laughs> your stopwatches, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Brad. Thanks for selling me down the because river on that one. I would do it. I, I wrote in the chat. I didn't assign this. I didn't assign oh, well, this. Hey, Mike. No, he didn't. I, I, I sent it in a text message. Yeah, we're all fucking but, sitting here. <laughs> yes. So, But I just wanted to give Devin his thing. Yeah, hell so, yeah. We do need a we I'm do a, need a Devin's demographic because what so else? So I want to do Devin demographic. Devin's demographic. So you know. And Mike, what you got? So here's my thing. Which superstar would you like to see get a good push? But there's a catch. I'm not talking Danny about a. Gamora. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and he's automatically disqualified because I'm not talking about a new superstar. I'm talking about somebody that's been there for, let's say, 10 years. So I'm it's talking about like our truth. It, it can be any company, any any company they are. But I'm talking well, about somebody that's been, years. he's been around professionally for at least 10 yeah. years. So maybe our truth, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Robbie Roode, just give me some kind of example. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bobby Roode, whatever the fuck they hey, want man, to You're on a first name basis with the Mike. But I didn't know that. Oh, old Robbie. Who would you like to see get a good push in 2023? Not world champion, but just have a good run. Uh, Adam. Uh, so I know we've given John Cena his 20 year flowers, Rey Mysterio his 20 years. That was going to be one of my. Yeah. I, I know we've given all these guys their 20 years, whatever, Randy Orton 20 years. I want to see Shelton I'm not Benjamin. By them. Oh, I want to see Shelton good. Benjamin get a push nice. that he freaking deserves. He's been there yes. 15, 20 years. He come up. Yep. He come up with um, with with Lesnar, Batista, all these guys. I want to. And he had awesome matches with Triple H. He actually upset Triple H twice. Yep. He also had a good match with Shawn Michaels for the Intercontinental Title. I believe it was the Intercontinental Title. It may have been right before that, but anyway. I want to see Shelton Benjamin get his, you know, because he he deserves it. He's he's been there twenty years. He's probably in better shape now than he was when he first started with WWE. So if I see anybody, to, to, if I think anybody should get any kind of push whatsoever, it's got to be Shelton Benjamin, man, because he deserves it. He's been there. He doesn't complain. Anything that's going to do, he's there. He's funny. He's a good athlete. I mean, he can do it all. He can do any of it. So why? That's gonna be one of mine too, man. It's a good one. Dude, I want to see some yeah, Benjamin yeah, get his. Yes, he he was definitely one of mine. He was on my list. So uh, can I go? Yeah, go, go for it, yeah. Brad. Glad to, you, uh, glad to see you awake. Uh, go ahead. Enzo Amore, the real one. I wanted to make a comeback on the main scene and get a push. He's ready, and the and the, and the fans want it. Wow. Okay, but you think if he comes right now, would he get a main push or would he get a mid-card push? I think he would get uh, – I think he could decimate MJF on the mic. Definitely. Decimate? Yes. Ooh. MJF. I, I, think, I, I, Moore, take. I think that is he money. Could, he, could take, he could take MJF and Max Caster on, I think, on I the think mic. I think he could do it. I think he could do it. I think he – I, I agree on that one. Word for word. I think it'd be close. I don't, I don't think it decimated him, but it would be close. I let that one go because he's a little bit earlier than what I was expecting, but that's a good one. In over 10 years. All right. If you count NXT. 
S A W L T. So, yeah, I mean, so I don't know if you guys got a chance to listen to him. Uh, it was before uh, uh, DDP Snake Pit went off the air. He went on there and actually was himself. I, yeah. I've never heard no, him not I, in character. Absolutely great episode. I heard that episode. Uh, definitely mm-hmm. worth checking out in the archives. Yeah, I heard that episode. Anyway, uh, go ahead, James. James? Hey, ain't he great? What How you doing? J? What about old Double J? I'm just I kidding. like it. No, no, that wasn't going to be my answer, though. He's uh, had a hell of a push, though, this year or last year. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's had a hell of a push. Like, I was going to say Cardona, but that kind of doesn't seem like, because he's had a hell of a good, like, good go. Sheldon Benjamin really is a good answer. I mean, Bobby Lashley got a, I mean, I know he's had some top spots, but that'd be a good. But I guess he already had his push. Uh, I wanted to really honestly say Dolph, but I think that there's too many fish in the water right now for that. Hmm. Dolph would be good. I think Dolph. I I think Dolph kind of deserves it. He's up there with me. Oh, Ricochet. I did want to say AJ, but I think yeah, that's yeah. too little premature. But uh, or Ali, Ricochet or Ali, I think really deserve to kind of get their uh, fucking go because they did have a good go like a couple years ago, and then like uh, Ali got injured, which led to the Kofi thing. But then, uh, and then it was like retribution happened, and like all this other bullshit. Like it was really weird. And yeah. Malachi, I don't know why Malachi didn't have a belt in any promotion. That does trip me out. So it might actually my mom. I'm gonna change it to Malachi Black. Love it. He'll be a good one, yeah. I have no idea why that dude never fucked around with the tippy top in WWE and is not fucking around with the tippy top in AEW. Him and Pac, another one, those two. Sorry. What about... Like um, seven of them, but, (laughs) you know. Yeah, Amy. What about, like, uh, Rusev? Or... John's Mirror's. Yeah, well, Miro or Rusev. Pretty much any one of those people, like, any one of those. That's but why, uh, I think my 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 main one I would like to have a seven. a title run would be the Miz. Not not like as a he won the world like, championship like a year ago. He did, but he For was like five days. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. He was a yeah, but I would like for him to have a good run with something. He don't have to be champion. Yeah. But just be. How about some wins? How about some wins, man? Guy puts over enough yeah. people. Let's get him a run. He, he, he puts over everybody. He's Chompa, great. Fuck, in, we missed out. No, Chompa. I was about to say his name. Chompa. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chompa. I mean, but like with the Miz, I mean, he's great in the ring. So I mean, what, it wouldn't be a terrible thing to see Adam Cole make one more run too. Well, Adam but Cole, he's yes. uh, yeah, that's got him. But he's still he's still young. young and he's, he's still young. He's thirty five. Yeah, well, but I'm AJ, talking about people that's been there for what, like thirty five. I mean, he was in thirty. I want to see Colorado get a good little push. That's what I mean. They've been around for fifteen years. They weren't WWE. I mean, what are we talking? Mm-hmm. I want to see Colorado get a little push. Yeah, I, right. do. Do. I bet you do, huh? <laughs> he's he's just different. He's just a different type of wrestler. Are you going to go right into the meat minute? <laughs> is that what is it? Well, I guess yeah. that's my time. That's next. Go ahead. I don't know what's next because uh, we're yeah. all over the we're all over the. I don't, even know, I don't know what to do. It's freaking mayhem. We are, but you know what? My Mike's meat minute is actually pretty Eating easy because today it's gonna be Mike's side minute. Side. That's not meat minute. Side. No, listen, 
Side. Is this for your, this side. For your side bitches? <laughs> it's, one, a, a, it's actually a side dish. And apparently, it is a El Corai favorite side dish. Right. I got this from... I have a feeling Pop, I know. Pop, uh, <laughs> I got this from Pop Pop El Corai. Mr. Randy Corai. I bet I have a guess as to where this is going. Because there's only like one side that... Well, I mean, you know, besides like potato cat or not uh green bean casserole she nope. like, you know there's one side nope. that we like grew up on so i'd probably know what about um rent style beans you're damn right that is the best <laughs> shit on the planet it comes in a black can white letters ranch style <laughs> beans fucking okay bomb so, dude i'm going to read these instructions like he sent to me he first my, my you dad sent buy- you ranch-style beans for your Mike Minute. Mike's Meat Minute. Yes, he- oh, Mr. Lasagna be- himself sent you some uh, yes. fucking ranch-style beans for Mike's Meat Minute. Can't he wait. did, and he's... I'm going to be like, he Dad, how rip on him for doing lasagna when you send literally <laughs> a <laughs> beans? But hey, he I'm not talking me- ranch-style beans. Don't get me wrong. Just make a He sent me step-by-step. How to do this. I know exactly okay. what you're about to say. So, the first thing you do, you buy, yes. buy, yes. Knew it. <laughs> buy a can Thick and of ranch-style beans. Yep. The second thing you do. Wait, well, hold on. It's a black you, label, has white lettering, ranch-style beans. Like, that's, it's not like anything, it's not like Bush's ranch-style beans. It's ranch-style no. beans. Brad, it, it says yeah, it's fucking stand. good, dude. I'm yes. telling you, it's the best shit of all time. Oh, I'm sure. Yes, oh, it's good. I'm just trying to find out where the meat is. It's it. Well, it, this Spoiler. is not a Mike's meat <laughs> minute. This is going to be a Mike's bean minute. Oh, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> okay, so the first thing you want to do is buy a ranch style bean. Can ranch style beans. Check. The second thing, the second thing you do, you open the can. Listen, also I'm going very off true. I know. I love the fact that my dad sent this shit because I know his tone of sending it. I'm, I'm, I'm reading. Buy the can. You open the can. Third thing. Third thing. You put this. You put them in a saucepan. Fourth thing. For flavor, add two shots of 57 sauce. Damn right. Thick and zesty, baby. 57. Look at Heinz 57. Fourth thing, heat and stir to a loy boil. (laughs) Turn on stove is what I thought he was going to do. My dad. Fifth thing. Fifth thing. You serve on a plate or bowl. Goes hey, great hey. with anything. It goes great. Listen, this goes great with anything, even Wendy's chicken nuggets. And that that is Randy Elcorai to a fucking tea. Goes great with so, Wendy's chicken nuggets. Hey, bring it all back. You know what I'm saying? Like the wrap around. There you go. I'm, I told you I'm, taking, I'm taking fans' recipes. And our number one fan, Mr. Randy Ercoy. There it is. Oh, you gotta send that. him a shirt. Step by step. 
I know some some young kid probably is gonna get pissed off about that. That's all right. Oh, hey, man. if you want, all you gotta do hit your grill up to 500, 500 degrees, throw a steak on there, cook it for three minutes, flip it over, cook it for three minutes, take it off, serve with these ranch style beans, boom, there you go. Dude, that was like no shit. Uh, steak <laughs> and ranch style beans was like, oh, like we're eating good tonight. Like, uh, it is, it's good. Steak and beans, like what? <laughs> hey, Excuse me, Rockefellers. The Elcoras are in town. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) And you can send your recipes to at Whitaker1028. And I will read them off and get shit from the guys and say fuck them. That was the best. I do what I did. So, yeah, Brad, thank you, Mister. You make a bagel, no, or Randy, not, or Clark. Yeah, you go make a bagel over there, pounding with just pants. Listening, just yeah. listen. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. But that—that's my uh, Mike's Bean Minute. That this, is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I like how. It, shout out to my dad because that is straight up. Uh, Y'all know where I get it from. Hey. Hell, y'all all y'all all met him in person. <laughs> some of you multiple times. But the baby's like, buy the can. Open the can. <laughs> you know? Step by step. Turn I read to you the, like you, you know, said like, I'm surprised you didn't say, like, take it off to cool down. <laughs> you know, shit like that. Send it to step by step like he sent it to me. Okay. So yeah. thank you, Mr. Oh. Randy Equi. Dangerous. Yeah, uh, uh, Rand, Randy's son, take it over. <laughs> my goodness. Glad that even made an appearance again. Well, it looks like, you know, we've uh, talked about our matches. We've had our fucking and killings and marryings. And, uh, you know, now we've already ate. So I guess that only leaves uh, what's on tap for next week. I am so excited to talk about what's next week. We are going to take a break. I- from rivalries week we're gonna take a break from rivalry mike you've been talking for two segments can i go (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna take a break and we're gonna because it is rumble hey but they sometimes they say i don't talk for the love of god (laughs) (laughs) i did make a joke about mike talking longer but then when he started talking about race cell beads hey you know that was really bad on that one it is rumble (laughs) season hey that that one's for you um yeah go ahead wherever i am Rumble yeah. season. We are going to take a break from rivalries, uh, the rivalry series, and we're going to cover a rumble match, but not just any rumble match, because we are who we are. We are going to cover the first ever women's Royal Rumble match that took place in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and there may be some pr- surprises throughout the episode, just Ooh. like the Rumble has some surprise entrance. Maybe there'll be some surprise entrance on the show. Stay tuned. Oh, can we do a count? and then we just like uh, whoever you're gonna have to chime in like let's just good. keep in mind it is the first women's rumble correct and that was war rumble 18 oh that's when we have a winner and somebody else comes in after the winner to take all the glory from whoever won the first match and also brad true. went to his car <laughs> and but it is uh, i mean to reiterate brad's point which uh we don't want to gloss over but you know 
we did a women's series like at the very infancy of our podcast. We uh, try to, you know, like we keep uh, the respect of the women's matches and everything like because, I mean, it helps build wrestling as a community and as a whole. And of course, you know, there are some decisions that are laughable and basically downright disrespectful. But nowadays, like you have women, women or uh, women winning men's belts. You have uh, women doing a lot of really, really big things. So, of course, as a show, like we like to show that, you know, and honor that. I grew up, uh, you know. You know, uh, with my mom and stuff. Parents were divorced. That's no secret. It's not a shout out to my dad. Like, I love my dad. But, you know, parents were divorced. Grew up with my mom. I have three sisters, you know. Like, uh, we, uh, it's uh, it's time to turn the tide. And I believe the tide has been turned. But that being said, we like to present the women as a uh, force to be reckoned with, force to be respected. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, there's no differentiating it now because it's all wrestling now. And that's kind of good. And I really think the Evolution pay-per-view and the Women's Royal Rumble kind of set that tone. Like, it helped solidify it. It was set before, but, like, that was like, all right, now the buck stops here. Like, now that they've had a Rumble, they have their title belts, they've had their own pay-per-view. Like, it's it's all wrestling now. So, uh, that being said, can't wait to talk about the first uh, Women's Royal Rumble because I really enjoyed it. I loved it. And uh, liked uh, who won it and all that stuff. So I can't wait for that one. I'm kind of pumped about it. Me too. Me too. I can't wait. I hope you guys are excited for it. And hey, let's get ready to rumble. Oh, look at Mike. <laughs> well, it looks like uh, the, the tape machines are definitely, are definitely rolling. rolling. Man, hey, I didn't say it like he said it, so I can't get um charged for it. Oh I can say God. it like he says it. Well, I mean, I say the tape machines are rolling. That's kind of their gimmick, too. And we're desperately out of time. That is true. We are desperately out of time. I want to uh, thank everybody for another uh, good episode. Uh, shout out, Devin. Uh, you were still here with us, bro. Like, you know, so. And uh, I want to say you can reach me at Devin Dally 19. I'm going to be drinking a nitro Pepsi, probably a twisted tea, maybe a Corona or two. And always talking about Sammy Guevara. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, Devin D19. You know, shout out to him. Uh, I, of course, am at James L. Cora. You know, that is, uh, you know, the name on the screen is uh, that's safe shit. James L. Cora. And uh, you can uh, please follow us on Twitter. Please like and subscribe on our YouTube. Uh, you know, hit us up on Facebook. We do have a uh, TikTok. We have an Instagram. Like, check us out wherever you can. And obviously, listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcast at. Uh, that being said, it is at Kickout Crew on the Twitter because I definitely skimmed over that. But you know, Kickout Crew YouTube, Kickout Crew at Kickout Crew Twitter, Kickout Crew on Facebook, and uh, I am at James Elcorai. And that's enough of me talking again. So, uh, Brad. Let the people know where they can find you at. I am Brad at Yes Man Brad on Twitter. This was a really fun episode. We missed you, Devin. And I'm really looking forward to, follow, to doing the Rumble next week and having some surprise entrance. Ooh. Ooh. 30 of them? Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, Brad. Uh, you know, I'm going to go to uh, who wasn't that? Who do I want to sit in two days? <clears throat> well, Mike, go ahead. It went to you. <laughs>
Well, you can reach me at Whitaker1028. Please send me a recipe. I don't give a damn what it is, whether it's a meat minute, bean minute, rice minute, vegetable minute. I don't care. Send me your favorite recipe, side dish. I don't care. Send it to me, and I'll put it on the air, and we'll have a good time. I can't wait till next week to do the women's Royal Rumble. And before I get off, I want to say, Devin, dude, we love you. We're here for you. And we got your back, man. Anything you need, we love you, man. Well said. And I want to reiterate the uh, Mike's V-Minute stuff because uh, it is your show. I mean, you guys pick these rivalries. I mean, Brad, you know, whatever. But you guys pick these rivalries. And, you know, all that. I mean, it is your show, man. We're just here to, like, hang out with the homies. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, yeah, it's your show. Send us in your requests. Send us in your uh, meet minute everything. But, you know, last and certainly not least, fucking ADAM or – Yeah. But, yeah, Adam, tell him. Adam underscore from underscore Bama. Send me jokes and any questions, comments, anything. Anything that we can do to help with the show, anything you like, don't like. Uh, shout out to Devin. You know, we love you, buddy. See you next week. Can't wait to have you back. Um, couple of podcasts, you know, RJ, he's doing something big now with um, not only he, does he have um, Hebner, baby Hebner, Brian Hebner, but he also has Jimmy Corderas. And uh, his first episode with him, both of them, awesome episodes, so check them out. Paul Waterdave, of course, him and his crew. And, um, Amy and JD, shout out. Yep, definitely. And then, do I want to put over the heel guy? Because I don't want to. I don't know if I want to put over every heel fucking guy. episode. We fuck his name up. Ted the hillbilly. Hillbilly heel. heel. Yeah, I'm just saying and the heel also... guy. I don't say his name unless we agree we want to put over heel. Oh hell yeah, he's a heel now. Ted's a hey. Ted's a friend of the family of the show. You know what I'm saying? Ted hillbilly well, heel. Love you, buddy. Appreciate exactly. the support and everybody else. Also, don't forget about the filter free podcast. That is also true. Timmy C, David, TJ, shout out. I like those guys, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. We got y'all. Homies. Homies. Right? To our millions and millions and millions that don't listen to us. <laughs> yeah, is that, uh, is that what you got for him, Adam? I know you're uh, shouting the UDS title. Probably so, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, we do want to give a shout out to all the uh, friends and fans, people doing their own thing, because you know we're doing our thing and we're all doing you know it's your thing. You know what I'm saying? It's your show. Had a uh, great time tonight, as usual. Hope uh, y'all did too. Uh, you know what more can we say about this? Like good episode, and uh, there are going to be hard times in life, and we all experience them. And but here's the thing, though, like you can't dwell on the what's happening that's bad because it's you know you're gonna get stuck in it like the days go on you know you it's all about what you can do moving forward not uh relishing in what has happened that you know could be a bad experience because you have to like i've always said one step forward is you know every time you take every time you walk is a step forward life gets good and it's gonna get good you just have to always remember like i'm better than this you know what I'm saying? I know I can fight through these tough times. Because sometimes when life gets you down, you just got to kick out of two. 
don't sell. Do no jobs, <laughs> you know? Because that's what we all do, and that's what you do, and that's why we're all still here smiling and living a life today. Never falter, always rise above. Kick out at two. Because that's what we do on your show, The Kickout Crew. Thank you, uh, everybody, for listening. And I hope you'll have a damn good week because, hey, what we're put here to do. You know what I'm saying? Shout out. Yeah. Give us a, you know, give us a, all the likes and subscribes. Reach out to us. Peace. Show. We're just here hanging out. Love so, y'all. Hey, everybody Peace. have a good damn week. See ya.